On the next Oprah, you'll be shocked. You'll be amazed. You'll be talking about it for the next however long until she shocks you again. Oprah makes your wildest dreams come true. Today, everyone in the studio audience, all 276 members, get a brand new liver. Everybody gets a liver! Everybody gets a liver! Then, tomorrow, all 276 studio audience members get a brand new uvula. The next day, all 276 members of the studio audience get a three-foot helper monkey. Everybody gets a three-foot helper monkey. Everybody gets a three-foot helper monkey. The next day, all 276 audience members get a new prosthetic arm. Everybody gets a prosthetic arm. Everybody gets a prosthetic arm. Bro, giving away great stuff she didn't have to pay for, even though she could easily afford to. And next season, everybody in the studio audience gets Stedman. Everybody gets Stedman! Okay, it's 10 one Ben. I am so tired of that bitch, I just can't stand it. If I never saw her again, it would be way too soon. Well, know? guess what? You're going to see her again and again. Oh, I don't want to see her. Uh, you can't help it. I don't want to see her. She's on your pop-up toaster. No, oh, jeez. I thought she was kind of like on your Rectum. myself. Oh, that'd There's be a heavy load to carry around. More good news from Iraq, not. Although 13 dead in uh, Afghanistan, another suicide bombing attack. The Taliban, who I thought, weren't they supposed to be all done? They all mopped up, done. They got the Didn't democracy we over there. Or there were well, guess what? Right. They're like all back with a vengeance. Uh, they're growing them uh, eye poppies, and, uh, hmm. and they're like killing people. And now they've uh, picked up on the suicide uh, bomb thing. So they're just, you know, they're there. Did a hell of a job. Heck of a job, uh, Brownie, in Afghanistan. And in Iraq, authorities say two bombs exploded just... Minutes apart near a central Baghdad square today, killing at least seven people. And separately in western Iraq, four more U.S. Marines died in explosions there. And the number, we're, we're rapidly approaching that 3,000 number. Won't that be the number when the public finally gets all bent out of shape and they yeah, go marching right. in the streets and demonstrating right. and carrying on and screaming and yelling like those people in Pittsburgh did yesterday? Won't that be happening? Sure, no. why not? Yeah, no. No, well. No. The American public are passive. They're they're beaten. Like like uh, Diana said in Network. Remember that? Mm-hmm. She said they're uh, shot up and f themselves limp and uh, they're just given up. Remember that? Yep. I bet you Josh remembers that. I bet she was even awake for that part of the movie. No, I think I missed that part. No. Watched. Uh, in, uh, what is it again? I love that movie. I just can't think of the name of it. Imaginary heroes. Imaginary heroes again last night. Sigourney Weaver and Emil right. Hirsch are both so good. In that. And Jeff Daniels, too. Although mm-hmm. he, I mean, you know, his character is very negative, but he plays uh, him perfectly. Deadpan, you know? very zombie. Yeah. The whole movie. It's just a great movie. In fact, uh-huh. uh, we ought to do that poll sometime. I was thinking about doing that today, but I'm not. <laughs> what? No, no, so seriously, a movie other than The Godfather, which I'm so sad. You know, we love The Godfather, but it's so obvious. It's like the poll today. Right. I don't even know why I put Hitler on there, because we knew he'd win. Sure. I should have said, I should have said, other than Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> uh, who, you know. But that's okay, because right. the race today is for second place. But what movie could you just watch over and over again and never get tired of watching? You know what I'm saying? There right. there got to be movies like that. Oh, sure. Imaginary Heroes for me. Uh-huh. I just love that movie. You don't? Uh, that's a very good movie. I could watch you it again. You wouldn't watch it again, though. I watched a little piece of it. Sure, I would. I you did, did, actually. Oh, there's Jesse Jackson looking. Uh, look, what, what is that like? A, what kind of hat is that? Oh, let me change it. 
Look at that. What kind of hat is Jesse wearing now? He looks like a gangster. It's called a fedora, son. Get out of here. Well, don't uh, gangsters and they wear fedoras? Edward yeah. G. Robinson always wore a fedora. You dirty rag. Oh, look at that. Here's Jesse with a fedora. Well, and then, of course, Oprah was there grandstanding at the funeral yesterday and uh, making her big speech. And, oh, geez. Maybe she was also autographing copies of that book. You think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, rubber, a million little with a rubber stamp, I'm sure. Right. Anyway, here's our poll from yesterday. Which of these best describes you? 1,584 votes. Average, 411. Which I guess you would think average would be the right answer, right? right. Like, like this call is probably average for us. QAM. Hello? Hey, what's up, Neil? Yeah. Yeah, what about heat? What about You know? Yeah, for like a good movie, you know, that you can watch again. Get out of here. Which of these best describes you? Average 411. Did I, did I say we're doing that today? No. no you but didn't. it'll give them something to call in about. In sure. fact, we could formulate that list for another day. That's a great idea. Because a lot We've of the... <laughs> what? We've done that before. We have? Maybe not this far ahead. No. Like, what are yeah, you I'm do not thinking about months? doing this like in the middle of May, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily this year. Yeah. But that is a good, I mean, there are, all, there are those kind of movies, and not necessarily real famous movies. Like, I mean, Imaginary Heroes isn't exactly a well-known right. movie, although it did get, like, uh, uh, several stars, 100 stars. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, I don't know, just something in that. Really hard to describe it. It's not all just Emil Hirsch either, although I sure would like to uh, hang out with him. Uh, average 411. I have no life 247. I have you know, no life. I know, believe me, we've talked to many of you, and trust me, the evidence is overwhelming. Hot stud, 121. <laughs> oh yeah, uh huh. See, those are people. Those are people living homes that don't have right. mirrors. And uh, half the Julios voted for that. Right. Oh yeah. Well, they, if, if you wear enough jewelry, man. That's right. You're studly. Fat slob. All that bling. Fat slob. <laughs> Just make sure you're bling guy. Don't get the shot. Fat slob, 93. Because if you don't got a thing, at least get some bling. Lazy turd, 81. I'm a fat Jew, 74. Julio, 68. Computer Nerd, 64. Neurotic, 55. Yeah, we've talked to all of them. Redneck, 47. Old Troll, 43. Anal. Rectum, 39. Racist, 38. Vanilla, 32. Young Punk, 32. Closet Case, 26. You fairy. Chocolate. Chocolate. See, I can't say it the way that Ray Nagin says it. He's such an imbecile, man. Maybe he could elope with Oprah. See, there goes with that racial thing again. I don't think either one of them is black. So it's not a racial thing. They're chocolate, 25. Right. Wallflower, 20. Hateful Bitch, 19. George knows some of you. Screaming Queen, 18. I know some of them. Angry Muslim, 13. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, we better watch it. Better not draw any uh, controversial cartoons. In fact, remember Jack Waltz in The Godfather? He kept saying cartoon, cartoon. He knew mm -hmm. he was psychic. Cartoon. I, I just can't get Jesse looks just uh, sillier than usual there, doesn't he? Gangsters. On CNN. Gangsters. Yeah, he, he looks like a uh, chocolate gangster. Man, maybe he's in charge of the uh, Harlem or something. Now, maybe Bubba put him in charge there of all the numbers racket in Harlem. Mocha, 10. Money-grabbing bitch, 5. And Gothic, Solamente Trace. Only three. Gothic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. Well, they're on the dark side, you know. Mm -hmm. They watch reruns of, uh, what the hell was that show? Dark Shadows. Okay, right. With Barnaby, uh, Barnabas, uh, whatever the hell his name, Barnabas Schwartz. WQAM, Hello. Neil. I can just hear Bill Ross now. Barnabas Schwartz always gets his man. Yes. You forgot one on your poll. One on what poll? Which? Uh, one for O.J. Simpson. Oh, exactly. Good choice. Thank you. No problem. 
And I haven't even got to that yet. Very good. Who is the most despicable murderer of all time? He's right, O.J. How can we leave O.J. off? Out of sight, out of mind. He's That's been right. kind of quiet lately. 579 votes. He's probably coming up with new scams to steal satellite signals and stuff. He hasn't been quiet on 790. Oh, is he on there again? Or is that just one, a one-shot I mean, deal? I know he made... I'll tell you one thing. I think a lot of people like to have a one-shot deal with O.J. with him being on the receiving end. Yeah, that's going to put them over the top. I mean, you know, when you get Dan LeBastard and O.J. and Stu Gatson together, how can we compete with that? My God, he's going to slay us. Hitler 247, which obviously, I mean, you knew he'd win, but the race, the interesting race is for second place and third and fourth. George W. Bush is a very strong second now, 135, the butcher of Washington. Stalin, 45. The 9-11 Saudi hijackers, 43. Now, you notice I put Saudi hijackers because 15 of them were. The Saudis hit us. And, uh, that's right. And so we attacked the Taliban, didn't do very well. And so then we attacked uh, Iraq, the Iraq attack. Susan Smith, 28, that bitch, and she's still alive. Now, or her, uh, her neighbors didn't want to uh, put her to death because, they, uh, yeah, right. Bitch. God almighty. Osama bin Laden, only 26. He's small potatoes. And you remember what Bush was saying? Oh, I don't think about him much anymore. No, but, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, the State of the Union, he's like yeah. resurrecting Osama. That's one of those misrepresentations. Always good when times get tough, man. Always bring, schlep out Osama's image once again. And we all get those audio tapes and the videotapes with uh, I'm in the Pyman, Al-Zawahiri. Mm -hmm. Andrea Yates, 17, she's in the nuthouse now. She ought to be uh, pushing up daisies. Tim McVeigh, he is pushing up pansies. He's got 16. Chuck Manson, 8. Good old Charlie Manson. Paul Pot, seven. George liked it because it had anything with pot. Ted Bundy, seven. Lee Harvey Oswald, five. He was just a patsy. Jack Ruby, two. Uh, James Earl Ray, one. James Earl Jones don't have any yet. David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, had one. Leopold and Loeb, one. I, I can't believe anybody. Uh, that's probably Sean because he had it on his pull when he sent me this idea. Mm -hmm. Remember they committed the perfect crime or they thought they did anyway. Who was in that movie? I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, that guy. Uh, huh? I don't know. Remember that movie? Nope. What the hell was the name of that movie? Leopold and Loeb. Don't know. Lieb. Uh, Dean Stockwell was in that movie. No relation to John Stockwell. O.J. Simpson just went on there. Gary Gilmore don't have any. And uh, Sirhan Sirhan don't have any out of 602. You think these people even know who the hell Sirhan Sirhan is? Now, they're Patsy, by the way. Right. He was uh, hypnotized. Just ask Dorothy Kilgallen, she'd tell you. What? No, he was. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you something. How come there were all them bullets in the pantry there in the L.A. in the, in the hotel? What is that More than the mean? gun held. Where, where did they come from? Like, was it magic? Oh, no, I'm not saying, I'm not doubting that uh, that there was more than one person involved, but the whole hypnosis. No, he didn't have anything. Give me a break. He don't, he don't know from nothing. Are you picking on the Arabs again? Well, yeah. you know, I'm going to tell you, we already got 13 angry Muslims out there. They're going to come and uh, kick your ass. They're gonna, uh, you're going to meet those seven virgins real quick, which I'm sure in your case probably be a blessing. Twelve minutes after ten at 5.60, so that's, yeah, let's, let's build like a whole bunch of different polls today. Yeah, <laughs> Why the hell not? And what was that other one I had? What radio show do you listen to in the morning before ten? And the reason I'm doing that is because now we got Howard's on Sirius and then Howard the Pirate people listening on Pirate uh, on, online. Uh, see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Very much unlike the last time we did that. And then, of course, there's Hank. Who's on sometimes? Hey, when it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses, full of hot air. They're warranted for only two years. They squeak, they pop, 
Just like that, they can lose their setting during the night, and they cost you an arm and four legs. If you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that'll last you for years and years, then call our good friends at Dial-A-Mattress. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands that you know and trust. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll choose from Florida's largest inventory of Sealy, Serta, King Coil, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and even Stearns and Bananas Foster already for same-day delivery at prices lower than so-called big-name chain stores, even during their phony big sales. So call 1-800-MATTRESS. You can have the bed you want delivered the very date and time you want in a two-hour delivery window when it's convenient for you, like noon to 2, 1 to 3, 2 to 4, etc. So many of us at QM are satisfied customers, and I will guarantee you, I'll bet you fat boy's life on it, you will be too. Call them today, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on right now to their website, mattress.com. The easiest, the simplest piece of shopping, it's a piece of cake without the carbs. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. From the makers of Brokeback Mountain comes an epic tale of forbidden love on the other side of the valley in Rainbow Reservation. <laughs> Why you cry, flying dove? Oh, flaming brown eyes. I fear you and your friends more than friends. What? I fear you, baby. Lovers. Never. Rising Longhorn been friends since boyhood. It's how you look at him. Well, how he looked at you. Yeah. The purple feather, Birkenstock, yeah. the teepee decoration, well, and those yeah. long trip over mountains. Experience the prairie like never before as two Indian friends from rival tribes, the Jackagai and Lockerjaw tribes, spend nights alone in the wilderness in a teepee illuminated by the flickering campfire and serenaded by the sounds of nature. Oh, Longhorn. Oh, brown eyes. Oh, good grief. I can't. No couture. Movie critic Rex Reed raised. Who's your chief? Who's your chief? Rainbow Reservation. Coming soon to a theater near you. Take a puke at that. Fires at three more are churches in western Alabama. I think maybe some angry ragheads done it, don't you? Yeah, let's say it's them. Well, you know, the interesting part of that, and I'll get to that in a minute because they're just uh, going apeshmit about that in uh, various parts of the world, including now Afghanistan. But uh, there was like a small newspaper. It wasn't like a major Danish newspaper. Like a small, like the uh, Weekly Reader or something that nobody ever heard of before. Yeah, like the Flyer. Right. Kind of like that. At any rate, oh, Diana crash caused by laser beam. Here's some more uh, fantastic <laughs> stuff. No, listen to me. You'll love this story. Uh, just calm down. Was the guy hypnotized who was firing the laser beam? Yeah, it was Sirhan, uh, sure, sure, sure hand. It was all sure hand. The crash that killed Diana, Princess of Wales, and her lover, Dodie Fayed, see, here's some more ragheads involved in this, was caused by a laser beam being flashed in the eyes of their driver, it's been claimed. It's been claimed that the Virgin Mary is on a Totino's Pizza in Rosa Lopez's house, too, and a lot of people are showing up to see it. New witnesses, in fact, what is it? It's the 7th, don't forget, a week from uh, yesterday, next Monday is the 13th, go to Rosa's house in Hollywood and see the Virgin Mary on a grilled cheese sandwich. Just for variety, she don't want to get stale. I see. Let's see. What is this? We got 16 different uh, polls going on. Now, this fact says the gay guy who ate all of it. Oh, uh, no, in Michigan, there it's, uh, he's talking about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he's got it on there. Oh, I see. Jeffrey Dahmer. And then what about, uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, In Illinois. What the hell was his name? How can I not remember? John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yeah, the clown. Everyone loves a clown. Everybody loves a clown. That's what Gary Lewis was saying when he was still speaking. And I got news for you. If your father was Jerry Lewis, you'd quit talking to him. Believe me, you'd clam up. 
lady. Yeah. Anyway, new witnesses have told British detectives leading a fresh... Are we getting these on there, by the way? Or yes. are we just talking? Yes. Leading a fresh inquiry into the fatal August 97 accident, they saw a motorcyclist point a laser into the eyes of the chauffeur, Henri Paul, who was a little <coughs> tipsy, too, causing the Mercedes to crash inside the Pont de la la whatever tunnel in Paris. One witness said he saw an enormous radar-like flash of light. <coughs> reports UK newspaper The Daily Express. The new evidence supports theories that Diana, Al-Fayed, and Paul were assassinated by the British Secret Service on behalf of the U.K. royal family, who are a bunch of Nazis anyway, so why should that surprise anybody? The Nazis like to kill people. The laser plot came to light as French medics from the hospital where the princess died claimed she was pregnant at the time of the crash. Conspiracy theorists insist Diana and her lover were killed to avoid the royal family's embarrassment having a child by a Muslim. Al-Fayed's father, Tycoon Mohammed Al-Fayed, has always maintained the crash was not an accident. The investigation is being led by former Metropolitan Police Commissioner Lord Stevens. Uh, yada, yada, yada. is expected to last into next year. Well, there you go. We'll get back to you, Diana, because nobody in this country, well, in your country, cares. Here, they're still like, uh, you know, they can't cut the umbilical cord. They still got the queen on the $20 bill, and they still got the, uh, oh, God. I forget what the hell they call her. They got uh, some bitch that's like the representative of the queen who's got like a... Some figurehead title. I can't think of what they call her here. Right. I call her just a silly-ass bitch. Mm -hmm. Man, this is just a little update on yesterday before we get to uh, filling up these other 15 polls. I, I think I'm onto something today. This is good. Right. And then when they least expect it, then we can spring one of them polls on, on our website. See? Yeah. Man accused in car lot fire resigns from North Miami Beach job. Well, I guess that was the right thing to do, isn't it? Sure. Gerald Georgettis. Accused of torching a North Miami Day dealership Saturday because of a dispute over a new car he had purchased, resigned yesterday from his job with the city of North Miami Beach. George Edis, 56, had managed and booked accident at the city's Jules Littman Performing Arts Theater for the last four years. North Miami Beach Mayor Raymond Marin said George Edis handed in his resignation yesterday morning. On Saturday, George Edis walked into the Metro Ford at 900 Northwest 7th Avenue. Upset over the deal he had made for a new Ford Escape, he was told he couldn't change it. George Edis then got into the car and plowed the new car through the showroom glass, doused it with a flammable liquid, and set it on fire, damaging the dealership and as many as a dozen more cars on display. George Edis was arrested and charged with first-degree arson, criminal mischief, and released on $1,500 bond. And the city of North Miami Beach said goodbye and said okay. Good idea. Mm -hmm. I'll, give him, I'll give him more time to go and take, take out. He need, needs to take those anger management classes. Right? Absolutely, right now. I mean, Absolutely. did you say right now? No. Now, did we get the John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer? How it's so easy to forget. There's so many. What about uh, what the Richard Speck? What about him? Not Spick, Speck. Don't you remember he Which was uh, all those nurses in Chicago? That's right. Something about Illinois and that in Wisconsin, that whole that whole area, that northwestern thing. I don't know. I don't know if you forgot. Oh. Remember, we saw the video what? of him in prison years later. He had grown some boobs, and he was doing cocaine off of black men's thighs. Really? Yeah. Richard Speck? That's him. I'll be damned. He took hormones while he was in prison to grow some boobs. Yeah. And, and, and it only worked work. like a charm. Yeah, it did. Hmm. Well, probably made him pretty popular in there. I would imagine. 649 votes. I already did that poll thing. So let's see. Can we... Now, we also got the one for tomorrow. <laughs> this is great. Man, we just fell into a bucket of stuff. You know what? Ooh, yeah. So, in other words, if the first five polls don't appear to you, then certainly one in the pile will do it. Well, there he goes with those stupid polls again. That's all he does. Yeah, right. Too bad. You love it. All these belly acres. Oh, gee, not another. Now he's doing like six at a time. I wouldn't mind doing six at a time when you come right down to it. 
Ex-President Carter says eavesdropping illegal. Even though, of course, yesterday we had Hervé uh, Villachez Jr. of Alberto V05, Gonzalez Schwartz, lying through his teeth. I like the fact that Joe Biden basically called him a liar. That, that was good. Nice going, Joe. I actually heard every, that clip this morning, yeah. Yeah, every once in a while Joe butches up a little bit, and then he, re, mm -hmm. then he reverts back to being the wuss again, you know. But uh, he called him basically a liar, which, uh, you know, we need a lot yeah. more of that. We, we need, you know, uh, there's too much bad crap going on right now, and it's about time that American the Congress started acting a lot more like the Canadian and British uh, parliaments, you know, where they start screaming at each other. You, you've heard, I played some clips from uh, the House mm -hmm. of Commons. Yeah, that's great. It's pretty common. And they're banging on the desk, and they're screaming. You can barely hear the speaker, the British especially, with that. They're like all shouting each other down. It's great. And the occasional brawl wouldn't be bad. Maybe John McCain and Barack Obama are going to get into it, now that they're exchanging hostile uh, glances and letters. Former President Jimmy Carter criticized the Bush administration's domestic eavesdropping program yesterday and said he believes the president has broken the law, just like his brother broke it when he was peeing on the side of buildings. Remember that? He had too much billy beer. I don't think it was illegal. Sure it is. Under the Bush administration, there's been a disgraceful and illegal decision, Jimmy said. We're not going to let the judges of the Congress or anyone else know that we're spying on the American people, Carter told reporters. And no one knows how many innocent Americans have had their privacy violated under the Secret Act. How many million? About 30 million. 30 million. We just got the answer right there. And uh, they may be spying on you right now. They may be monitoring your calls to your bookie, to your uh, whorehouse, whatever it might be. Carter made the remarks at a union hall near Las Vegas where his oldest son, Jack Carter, announced his candidacy for the U.S. Senate. The former president also rebuked Attorney General Alberto V.O. 5 Gonzalez for telling Congress that the spying program is authorized under Article 2 of the Constitution and doesn't violate the 78 Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act passed during Carter's reign. Gonzalez made the assertions in testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee. It's a ridiculous argument, not only bad, it's ridiculous, said Jimmy, and a person in his position can't afford to be made to look ridiculous. Obviously, the Attorney General who said it's all right to torture prisoners and so forth is going to support the person who put him into orifice, but he's a very partisan Attorney General. There's no doubt that he would say that, Carter said. I hope eventually the case will go to the Supreme Court. I have no doubt that when it's over, the Supreme Court will rule that Bush has violated the law, even with the Nazis they got on there now. The former president said he would testify before the Judiciary Committee if asked, if my voice is important to the point of the intent of the law that was passed when I was president, I know all about that because it was one of the most important decisions I had to make. And those moveon.org spots are great. Have you seen one yet where they got Nixon and Bush uh, morphing no. into each other? No. Well, they're running them all over the place, and they're great. And then, of course, they had what's your name? Why can't Kira Phillips, man? There, there's another one. She needs to be taken out. Kira Phillips, uh, Dana Bash, Wolf Blitzkrieg, Lou Dobbs. They got a whole, a whole lineup of Nazis, uh, card-carrying, full-fledged Nazis there on the Certainly Nazi News Network. Man. And she's on there, and they played the clip, and then she's critiquing, well, but I beat, but I beat, you know, all this other crap. And like I told you, there's Dick Durbin the other day. Well, I wouldn't, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, inappropriate comparing him to Richard Nixon. Why the hell is that? Maybe how about the Adolf Hitler? How about, like, morphing him back and forth with Hitler would be better, with or without the mustache? All right. That's next. Let's see. Murderers for the list. Jim Jones, the Kool-Aid man. I'll tell you, Richard Specton. I just say that very good, yes, Riley. This is Riley, who's been away for a little bit, but came back. Kind of like Rick Riley. He's been away for a long time, and people are saying, well, no wonder we feel so good. Although fair value is... Uh... <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> fair value on the uh, Dow, on whatever the hell it is. Jim Jones, the Menendez brothers. Okay. Eric yeah. and uh, what was the other Lyle. one? Eric and Lyle. Oh, very good. Lyle. He, he was kin to Lyle. I love it, because he did love it. Uh, are you writing these down or not? Yeah, we're getting them. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Although we did like that show a lot tonight, Stalker. What that was the guy who was on that show? You'll never think of it. 
Huh? Oh, Darren McGavin. Very good. Boy, that's shocking. I was walking the facts over to Josh so that he wouldn't have to... Uh, John know, Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. Everybody loves a clown, and he loved uh, all the young all boys. The, yeah, the ones who were, like, hanging out under his house for a few he years. He liked to eat them, too. The BTK killer, Dennis Raider. We'll put him on there, but I still say, uh, you know, we know the Oakland Raiders. We don't know too much about the BTK killer, except, well, we know where they make that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Scott Peterson. But he he didn't... Uh, I don't think so. Huh? No. I mean, somebody, how, how do you compare somebody like that who got convicted of killing one person to right. all these other mass murderers? I'm sorry. No hey, one. two people, you're not counting that fetus. No. And Richard Speck. A lot of uh, murderers out there. A lot of killing, the killing fields. A lot of people killing. Although Bush seems to be in a very solid spot there and second way ahead of Stalin. Stalin, even though he killed millions of people, he was small potatoes. Because we expected him to, you know, because he was a commie pinko bad guy. Bush was this compassionate conservative yahoo from Texas who's going to bring decency back. And in the meantime, he's like a dictator now. He's just making it up as he goes along, and all these people are dying. Four more American soldiers today, and no end in sight. they got chaos and bloodshed and violence. And even Christiana Amanpour, who's another shill for uh, the government, for the Pope, for anybody she can shill for, even she says it's madness over there. It's chaos, and the thing is a nightmare, is what she said. How do you like that? I don't. I'll tell you what you will like, and that's Terra Steakhouse. Whether or not you live near downtown Fort Lauderdale, it's worth uh, zipping on over there because Terra Steak and Lobster House is sensational. We're talking about not just some, some kind of a dive, but a really fantastic restaurant on the 17th Street Causeway. You'll find Terra. She's there almost every, any given night greeting guests at her new 200-seat restaurant lounge, proudly bringing East Coast residents the same fantastic, unique Terra dining experience that earned her Marco Island restaurant near Perfect Marks. And he's a gas survey and a Wine Spectator Award of Excellence wine list, now boasting over 380 selections from the world's greatest wine regions. The main attraction, though, as you'd expect, at Terra Steak and Lobster House is just what it tells you. Steak and lobster, juicy, delicious. They do a fine job with a lot of other things, too, like their cognac-infused lobster bisque, the mom's classic crab cakes, a great selection of fresh seafood and chops. A lot of people refer to Terra's as the Peter Luger of the South. That's just how good it is. Sauces and dressings are made fresh in-house every day, and hand-selected dry-aged short loins are used to prepare their signature porterhouse for one, two, three, and four, served cut away from the bone on a sizzling platter. It melts in your mouth. Sweet and tender is the only way to describe Terra's three to six pound main lobster collection. They're prepared any way you like them: steamed, broiled, stuffed with lump crab meat, or for the with a fillet for the ultimate surf and turf. And now being stone crab season, Terra's quickly becoming the stone crab house too. You don't have to fight the traffic in Dade County to get those jumbo sweeties. Make sure to reserve them in advance because they go really fast. Don't miss Terra's happy hour every Monday through Friday: two for one specialty drinks or their complimentary wine tasting every Thursday, five thirty to seven thirty. When you stick around for dinner, it's a fantastic place. You're going to love it. Terra Steak and Lobster House, fourteen thirty South. 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. For reservations, call 954-765-6202. 954-765-6202 or check them out on the website, terrasteakandlobsterhouse.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Average Joe. Sleeping on a couple show. Gonna jag upon my toe and heaven's gate. Sitting in your favorite chair. Right here, better not be there. On today I've ordered extra toilet paper again. Getting fitted for my wings. Fly the hop and everything. And have us guys. 
Speaking of Heaven's Gate, who was that one uh, that had uh, everybody, like, uh, slicing off their privates? I beg your pardon. Oh, Heaven's Doe. Gate with, huh? Doe. Oh, that's right. Was that his name? Was Doe? That was his fake name. His real name was, uh, I don't know. What was it? Bill Smith or something. We could look it up. Bill Smith. I don't know. Boy, Sullivan liked him a lot on the ear. I thought he was terminal. Doe? No wonder he was uh, killing people. John Mohammed, the D.C. Snackers uh, DP, says on a fax, let's get him on there right away. John Mohammed. Hello? I don't know if we want to be picking on some guy called Mohammed now, you know? We don't want to be ragging on Mohammed. Is that like macking on Jesus? Ragging on Mohammed. Five, six, seven, let's see. Here's the pull we're going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I think I'm getting sadistic in my old age. In your old age? Yeah, well, I'm tired of being a masochist, so I'm kind of like turning it around. Marshall Applewhite. Yeah, but we never, who would have ever thought of that? Not me. Right? right. Not, not any of us. So, I bet you Josh, Josh probably knew it, though. We are from Heaven's Gate. To join us in us, we're black. Turn off your nuts and drain with applesauce. And there you go. Can't say cut off your nuts, though. Which of today's pop singers or groups is the worst? We did this uh, quite a while ago, a long time ago. In fact, to show you how long ago it was, it was when the Backstreet Boys and Instinct, all them boy bands and Destiny's Child, uh, that crap. Ugh. Which of today's one? Well, we don't know too many of today's singers or groups because we're, we're not hip not the, like uh, that, you know. the top 40, not that Power 96 stuff. Although we could get a consultant from over there to, you know, keep what? in the loop. A, a consultant? Con I'm, I'm winking when I'm saying that. I see. I don't know that we have a Power 96 consultant. You call that a consultant? Oh, yeah. I thought he cleaned his uh, desk out and took we all the pictures off the wall. That's what Josh was telling me the other day. By the way, just so you know, we have two Power 96 consultants. We got uh, Tanner. I last count, right? What? Yeah. And some other guy with a ponytail that I don't know his name. Well, that's three then, because uh, also Greg. Right? We got three consultants over there, and they still uh, can't find an audience. At any rate. Which of today's pop singers or groups is the worst? We got uh, from the originalist Puff Daddy, Eminem, Gloria Stefan, Britney Spears, Ricky Martin, whose uh, latest hit Golden Showers is zooming to the top, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez, Old J-Lo, Enrique Iglesias, which I take personal affront to that. Mark I Anthony, who couldn't sing us out of a paper sack, Madonna, Christina Aguilera, Jamie Foxx we've added, Mary J. Blige. Kelly Clarkson. I mean, the fact that Kelly Clarkson's got an, uh, a, a song on the top on uh, Billboard Top 100, and Ashley Simpson, who's wow. also in the top 30, top 30 man. and Buster Rhymes. And the reason we're putting Buster Rhymes because it's a good timing, because his bling manager shot and killed the other day, Buster Rhymes. And I, don't, I have no idea uh, if I ever heard a song by Buster Rhymes or if I've seen any of them videos, because quite frankly, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know. Right. Buster Rhymes is just fine. Is he really? Yeah. Well, we put him on there anyway. Robert Blake files for bankruptcy. Boy, it's just like O.J. all over again, only in this case the bitch had it coming. Now, that's the only difference I see, right? Right. Because we all believe that they both done it, but in this mm -hmm. case, you know, Bobby Blake got off. And we sure. say, all right, you go, Bobby. All right. Robert Blake has filed for bankruptcy two and a half months after a civil court jury found he intentionally caused his wife's death and awarded her children $30 million About 30, man. in damages. She ain't going to get 30 cents. Blake was acquitted in March in criminal court of murdering Bonnie Lee Bakley, and like we said, she had to come. A nice trailer, by the way, Bonnie. <laughs> in Friday's filing, he listed his big... I'll tell you, Sigourney Weaver was so good in that movie, it just yes, was, was scary. It was just scary. And see, he was lucky because he had a real cool mom who was, you know, again, living a little bit in the past in the 60s, but that was, that was better than the alternative, being like Daddy, who wasn't living at all, who was like, right. uh, you know... Well, the wife was an adulteress. What do you want? Had to raise so somebody else's So what's wrong with that? Son? Like I said, she was living uh, in the 60s again. 
got to raise somebody else's looking kid. for the good stuff. Well, she wasn't just that pot she was looking for; she was looking for the good stuff. That's and obviously, right. he wasn't uh, giving that. Oh, he wasn't even giving the bad stuff. Oh, it's a good movie. Tragic. In uh, Friday's filing, he listed his uh, biggest liabilities. That's Bobby Blake as the thirty million dollar judgment, a one uh, a federal tax bill of one point two million, and a three hundred thirty four thousand state tax assessment, California. The filing says he has assets of one hundred one thousand and five hundred thousand. Well, that's uh, not good math. Blake's civil attorney said he believes the former tough guy actor is broke. Otherwise, I wouldn't have written off two hundred grand in fees. He said. The attorney said he capped his legal fees at 250 grand plus cost. The former Beretta Star's bankruptcy filing indicates he owes the attorney eight grand. But Eric Dubin, the attorney represented Blakely's family in the civil trial, questioned whether Blake is financially destitute. The concept of Robert Blake doing everything he can to avoid paying was highly anticipated, Dubin said, and we're ready for it. He said Blake sold two homes in recent years. He declined to say what he thinks Blake is worth, but said the actor spread his assets around in numerous corporations. He spread it around, you know, kind of like, uh, what's her name? Who Bonnie used to Lee. spread it around. Bonnie Lee, she spread it around, too. Private investigator Scott Ross, who helped with Blake's criminal defense, Blake lives off his pension. He's just a retired investor living on a pension. Can't even afford that cockatoo no more. So let's see. we got the uh, poll on the murderers. we got uh, singers who are just killing us. we got movies that you can watch a zillion times, like Heat and Imaginary Heroes. You think the guy was serious about Heat? Yeah, a lot of people want you to see that movie. Go ahead. They want me to see it? Oh, no, well, I, I, own, I own it. I've you got it on it? VHS. No, it's but fine, but no. it's not to your style. It's a shoot 'em up Oh, well, nothing wrong with shoot 'em up It's just not, uh, whatever. I'll send you the VHS if you want. In fact, the Requiem for a Dream, that was a shoot. They were shooting up. Yeah, now that you mention it. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, well, it's kind of ass to ask if you ask me. Pound 560 on the Verizon Singer wireless line. Now, let's see. I keep trying to remember because it, it doesn't make any difference because Josh's taste in movies is so marginal anyway. Now, did you see Requiem for a Dream? It was a great movie. Oh, thank God. Boy, if you if you'd have knocked that movie, uh, George would have come flying through that window and just kicked your ass. Listen, I don't well, know. I would have had movie. somebody to do that. Josh is taking fighting lessons, so I would have to hire somebody to do You're that. You're taking karate lessons? Is fighting. That I didn't say karate. What do you mean fighting lessons? What is that? Uh, what, what is fighting lessons? You know fighting, when people hit each other in the face with yeah. their fists and whatnot? But I never heard of that expression before, fighting lessons. Well, it's like the uh, it's the whole shebang. You learn uh, all different things. But, uh, by the way, I don't, uh, I don't watch, you know, I got good taste in movies. But now that you don't have to face the music anymore, why do you have to do that? Aren't you a little bit late? For you're right, you're right. I should Just have, in uh, case Mo comes back and makes Josh... I'll be ready. I'll be ready to face the music. He'll give him a karate now. chop in the old... Uh, Rectum. A piece. chop? Yeah. All for him. Hey, speaking of bad hair pieces, if you guys have a hair loss problem, if you're currently wearing a hair system, you must listen to this right now. Charles Alfieri has been supplying and designing hair systems for showbiz people, politicians, big shots, and little shots, everyday guys like you, for over 40 years now. 40 years. Now, most people say you can always spot a hair system. The answer to that is the good ones you'll never spot. The bad ones, forget about those. The muskrat sliding down the side of your head. Who was the guy we saw on TV that one day, and it looked like uh, the thing was flopping off the, the side of his head? Remember that? Uh, Jack Horkheimer. Oh, Miss Horkheimer, that's right. Very good memory. Miss Horkheimer, she had her uh, muskrat slipping down the side of her head. Charles Alfieri hair systems are completely natural, designed with just the right amount of hair in the proper recessions. Run your hands through it. It looks and feels just like your own real hair. And listen to this deal. For just 99 bucks, Charles Alfieri will custom design a hair system for you. All you have to do is try it for a couple of weeks. If you're happy with the way it looks and feels and smells, if people are pawing and clawing at you all over the place, it's yours for just an additional 500 bucks. That's it. 
And Charlie is so confident that you'll be satisfied, he offers you the following unbeatable guarantee. If you're not completely happy with your hair system, just return it. Just throw it at him and say, here's your hair back, Charlie, and he'll give you back the 99 bucks. That's an offer you can't refuse. So you have nothing at all to lose except that ugly, shiny, bald spot that makes you look like an old geek. Call Charlie today, toll-free, make an appointment. His office is in Fort Lauderdale, and he'll sit your ass down and show you actually how much better and younger he can make you look. There's nothing like it. So forget about the dangerous pills and those awful-looking muskrats. Call today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413, and look like a mensch again. 1-800-321-2413, or on the wicked web, charlesalfieri.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Neil got out. He's the one conspicuously missing from our pool today. Doe? Doe. Marshall Applewhite. I don't see him on there. Oh, maybe... Uh, you? Marshall Applewhite, and in parentheses you can put Doe, or just Homer Simpson. I was reading that when I looked it up to find his name, there was this whole big thing on it. Apparently he was another closet case. No. And had issues. Yeah. Went to maybe that's why he was it. just so involved with right. everybody's like privates, you know? Uh-huh. Some people are concerned with sergeants and generals. He was concerned more like with privates. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You got the, he'll go on there eventually, as soon as the Josh gets around to it. No food yet today, though, huh? That's probably why he's a little off his feed. That's a good point. We should get some. Five six seven oh five sixty. So let's see. We got uh, mass murders. We got bad singers who are killing us with their awful attempts to sing. We got uh, movies that you could watch a zillion times. And what radio show do you listen to in the morning before ten? <laughs> All right. Well, you talk about keeping them off balance, right? Absolutely. 
So you can I mean, slip one in there for any of those. In fact, I, I think by by the by the middle of the by the time it goes for my summer schedule, we'll have like the polls all set up for the next three years. That's a good idea. Talk about being an optimist. By the way, we want to welcome our new sales manager to QAM. His name is Chris Jones. Sounds like a real goy. I mean, Chris Jones, who's worked with Joe Bell for 20 years now, and he's coming to us from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, from right. Ad Street. In Raleigh, they make fun of the people that live where our property is. Wow. He was station manager for Clear Channel Raleigh. Oh, boy. Here's a guy coming from Cheap Channel. He's probably a spy. But anyway, he's good buddies with Joe Bell, and he's certainly a human, even though he's not even here yet, at least not full-time, a big improvement over what he's, well, we don't want to go into that, do we? Like I said, he's a big, WQAM, hello. Hi there. Yes, sir. Just, just moved from California. I'm mm-hmm. opening up. Yeah, yeah, likely story, huh? Go back, <laughs> Reverend Death. WQAM, hello. QAM. Echo. Hello. Oh, I like that. Man, that was good. Let's get that line. Let's keep that line hooked up all day. Five, six, seven. We've got 15 different polls going on here. we still got no calls. This is just like yesterday all over again. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty in the Verizon singular wireless lines. I don't think we're going to make it to that uh, March 1st, that 30th anniversary. Yet. I think we're out of business now. I think we, like, shot our bolt, if I can say that. Like the lightning, we shot our bolts. Last week, with that big pole, and we just exhausted all the energy from this massive audience, and they gave it that one last hurrah, and that was it. That was the end. WQAM Echo Line, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I got, I got some good news about OJ. It yeah. wasn't OJ. Yeah, okay, great. 5670560. Oh, I thought this was going to go over like a Halavai in uh, Manhattan, you know what? Not happening. Boy, oh boy, there must be something going on you're not telling me about. Like, is the transmitter actually in the on position or we're conserving energy? Oh, no, no, nobody's uh, said anything to the contrary. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yep. How's your day going? Okay. All righty. I just want to ask you one thing about that Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, well, go ahead. Ask somebody that cares about it. Five, six, seven. We're set. We have 15 different polls now. We can't get a selection for any of them. That's good. I'll tell you, let's, let's come up with about 20 or 30 more. Okay. All right. And then just by accident, whatever they say, there will be a slot for it on one of them. How about follow what, one? What, what do you hate? Yeah. What up? <laughs> WQAM, hello. I'm the old Charlene from the Oh, Mets. hi, Charlene. Great. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. My movie you can watch over and over again. I'm being serious, too. It's released in 39, a landmark year for films, The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, you can watch over and over again? Absolutely. I don't want, I don't want to go to Kansas. Absolutely. Thank okay, you, thanks, Wizard of Oz. That's, uh, I guess that tells us a lot about him. In other words... I have no life. Wow. Would you ever watch, Would you ever even want to consider watching that again? I must have seen it like 20 times already. I think I'm done. But I'm just saying, would you ever consider watching it again? I mean, sure. can you ever imagine you're like, you Some would? Some of us have children, sir. No, I'm talking about you. Forget about children. I'm oh, talking like about on my own? you watch it. In on other words, own? Yeah, on your no. own. Would you select no. that one and no. sit there and watch no. it like no. day, no, after, day no, after day after day after day because you're so smitten with it? See, I don't right. think he even understands the question. No. I'll wait for the remake, which ought to be coming out. Anyway. That ought to be fantastic with uh, Liza Minnelli. Yeah, I'll watch The Wiz. She's the only one that could find as uh, neurotic as her mother. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Uh-huh. On your poll, I would say before 10 o'clock, I listen to Bob and Tom. Okay. And then I go right to you. And as far as the movie that I can watch all the time is uh, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt? Yeah, man. Hey, I love your show, Neil. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Joe Dirt. 
Have you I, seen I, that? No, and I, and I won't see it. Why? It's a, um, Who's a David it? Spade movie. Oh, David Spade. How about a David Soul movie? Don't give up on it. How, what do you say? I, I already gave up on it. David Spade. Can't stand David Spade. I can't stand him. I don't know anybody who actually likes David Spade. Does anybody like David Spade? No, I can't stand him. I don't get it. He must be, uh, there's something going on there. I think Mama should have been Spade. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Speak to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. That's Neil? Oh, okay. How about Blazing Saddles? Don't give up on it. How about it? That's good on the poll? Okay, it's great. Okay. Oh, my God. Good thing he finished speaking right there because I don't think he's going to be with us too much longer. Blazing Saddles. God almighty. Whew. That's okay. You can be from 9 to 90 on this show. You can be from 5 to 500, and we don't care. Mm-hmm. If you've got something to say, or even if you don't have something to say, we invite you yeah, to call into the not say make heaven something to say. We don't criteria. really care. Okay, let me get to the important stuff now, while these people are waiting to figure out. See, they don't get it now. They don't understand. It's like, huh? Well, what are we supposed to do now? Whatever you like. Whatever you like. We're here to entertain, to amuse, to kill four hours. If you want to kill some good time, let's play the bridge tender 15 times. There you go. Those, those were good yesterday. They were killing all right. They were killing us and themselves. In fact, hopefully, maybe they uh, finished the job. Curtis Stevenson again today for the second day in a row. Maybe that's a trend, including Jacques Martin at 3 o'clock. That'll be a tune-out. Uh, 2 to 4. Froggy Jacques Martin, Panthers coach. Any interest? None. Mad Dog, Jim Maddox, 4 to 7. Three solid hours, no interruptions. Oh, uh, now look at that. It says 4 to 7, Mandage, and then 6.30, Panther preview. This Clarence man, this kid, calls me again yesterday at 4.15 in the afternoon. I'm sitting there minding my own business, watching TV, and the phone rings. It's Clarence again. Totally unnecessary call. Totally unnecessary. If I wanted to repeat something in a message that never got through before to Joe or anybody else, wouldn't I, like, uh, send a follow-up fa- email? Huh? I don't know. Or call somebody and say uh, something, your mama? But no, you got, got to keep that phone ringing. you got to keep nudging and nudging and nudging. That's why people are beginning to hate you like poison, Clarence, because you're a nudge. Nudge. <laughs> anyway, Mad Dog 4 to 6.30. I apologize for Clarence's bad. 6.30, it's Panthers preview, probably with Jesse Agler or somebody. And uh, 7 o'clock, it's the Panthers at the Washington Caps. Ought to be a gimme. They're questioning about Alexander Ovechkin, but nevertheless. And Eddie Kay follows the hockey game. That's our award-winning lineup. Dare you to try to match it. How do you like that? Well, they might put the juice on. I think the O.J. Simpson show would be really good. How about having him on, like, about six, seven hours a day? Murder tips? How to sharpen a knife? You think Mohammed gets people wild. <laughs> 10.56 at 5.60 WQAM with lightning quick speed. The latest features in security. Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for just $9.95 a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL-1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just serving your favorite sites, and we know what those probably are, Comcast's reliable fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, you also get McAfee security tools included so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what you be waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months, and you wonder how you ever lived without it. In date, call 305-COMCAST, and of course in... 954 Comcast. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? No. Guess there's no use in hanging round. Since everybody puts me down. Cause everybody in my school always tries to play me for the fool. Can't get used to your abuse, no matter what I try to do. Next time that I go to school, I'm shooting you. They call me names and say I blow. Now I'm depressed and feeling low. I'll get my daddy's gun one day. Then I'm gonna blow them all away. Can't get used to your abuse, no matter what I try to do. Next time that I go to school, I'm shooting you. I can't get used to your abuse, no matter what I try to do. Next time that I go to school, I'm shooting you. Alright. Now, what about uh, Klebold and Harris? Wasn't that their name, or was it Diebold for the voting machine? Klebold and Harris from uh, Columbine? Oh, that's right. What, what do you mean, oh, that's right? Out of sight, out of mind. Well, Klebold and Harris, I'm thinking like... Like uh, Gilbert Phil Sullivan, Harris I'm and thinking Alice of, Faye? Yeah, I'm Are you thinking, thinking of, Phil uh, Harris and Harris Faye? Yeah. yeah, you and the Chicken Egg Man got a lot in common. Getting old. What were you thinking? Like uh, like Gilbert and Sullivan, like some sort of a <laughs> Broadway composer. Yeah. How many hits do they have? Gilbert and Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, well, the only reason that's funny is because my grandmother used to call Ed Sullivan Ed Solomon because, well, you know, everybody to her was Jewish. Which Mickey Mendel, everybody. So at any rate, Gilbert and Ed Solomon. Right. That's a, uh, <laughs> both equally uh, impressive. My cousin Vinny says a female listener for the poll on the uh, movies. And also before I attend, she listens to Magic 102.7. Also, I put Ron and Paul on there, out of sight, out of mind. But there's, and uh, here, here's the list I got for that so far. I might as well give you all the uh, 20 different lists I got. Mm-hmm. How did, how did I do this? I don't know, because I wasn't really decided what I was going to do for tomorrow, you know? So we're just, who knows when we'll do these. Where's the list? Right here. Radio show do you listen to before uh, 10 in the morning? None. Hank, Joe Rose, NPR, Howard Stern on Sirius, Howard Stern pirated like on the internets, Y100, Power 96, Bob and Tom, Air America, which I don't know who's on, I don't care, WIOD and the same thing, Magic 102.7 and Ron and Paul on Not So Big No More. The United Nations evacuated staff and NATO peacekeepers rushed reinforcements to a northwest Afghan town after deadly fighting erupted during a protest against cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad, officials said. This is so asinine in the fact that anybody in the media could possibly justify this. Well, uh, they were very insensitive. Yeah, right, your mama, okay? Insensitive, my ass. This business of responding, every time you, you don't like something, you get pissed off or you feel you've been offended with all the excuse for violence. And, and if you saw any of the footage yesterday from Lebanon and some of the stuff from Syria, it's just an excuse to go in the street and act like a, a lunatic. All the kids are laughing. You know, it's, it's like, a, like a big street right. party is what it is. Yeah, in fact, one kid was yelling out, Party! Yeah! Yeah. Like most of the time when anybody writes. 
Yeah, just call a big party for the punks. Party for the punks. And while we're at it, we'll kill a few people and burn a few buildings down and have ourselves a gay old time, you know? Gay. Get out of here with this crap. At least one person was killed and dozens injured in latest Afghan violence, which came as angry protests spread across Asia and as Denmark urged its citizens to leave Indonesia. Get out of there. You know, those angry, those great Danes, always been considered so dangerous. The cartoons first appeared in a small Danish newspaper, been reprinted in several other papers in Europe, Asia, the USA, and the Middle East. Islam forbids depictions of Muhammad. Well, you know, that's up to them. Fine. You do whatever you want to do. And as far as the rest of us, we'll do whatever the hell we want to do. That's the way the world works, the real world. Tuesday's rioting in the remote town of Memana was one of about a half a dozen flashpoints that erupted across Afghanistan. Protesters armed with assault rifles and grenades attacked the NATO base in Minama, uh, whatever that is, burning an armored vehicle, a U.N. car, and guard posts. A doctor at Maimana Hospital told AP, he said one protester was shot dead and six others wounded, while some 50 others were hurt by tear gas the peacekeepers used to disperse the demonstrators. Reuters quoted an Afghan security official saying as four people were dead, 18 wounded in the fighting, over a cartoon. Every time you're going to, like, uh, you know, get us pissed off, we're going to kill, blah, 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 like this, and they can't figure out how come the world is like, got what they call this Islamophobia, you know? Right. Like I said, let's get all the angry Jews and all the angry Arabs together there in the Gaza, wherever the hell they want to get together, in Manhattan, at some deli somewhere, at Louis in the Bronx, and go ahead and have a good time. Kill each That's other right. and leave the rest of us alone. Until there's nobody that wants to kill anybody. Right, exactly. Just, just have a, a shootout. You know, the Israelis have got the uh, uh, nuclear weapons and they got all them Uzis, and the uh, Palestinians have got their rocks, and you know, it's a no, nice fair no, fight. No. Just kill each other and leave us alone. And to show you what a bunch of hypocrites these people are, Iran's largest selling newspaper announced today it's holding a contest on cartoons of the Holocaust in response to the publishing of that uh, caricature of Prophet Muhammad. Yeah, that'll learn them. Yeah. It'll be an international cartoon contest about the Holocaust at Farid Mortazavi, the graphics editor for Ham Shahiri newspaper, which is published by Tehran's conservative municipality. He said the plan was to turn the tables on the assertion that newspapers can print offensive material in the name of freedom of expression. You know what? Let them go ahead and print it. They, they've been printing this stuff for years anyway. Mm -hmm. The Western papers printed these sacrilegious cartoons on the pretext of freedom of expression, so let's see if they mean what they say and also print these Holocaust cartoons, he said. Iran's fiercely anti-Israeli regime is supportive of so-called Holocaust revisionist historians who maintain the systematic slaughter by Nazis of mainland Europe's Jews, as well as other groups during WW2, has either been invented or exaggerated. Something like that. So now they're having a... Uh, a we're, we're gonna, uh, well, you were obnoxious, so we're going to out-obnoxious you. And right. believe me, I think they win. I got a great... Uh, I, I told you this by Christopher Hitchens, one of my least favorite people. That's what makes it more meaningful. Mm -hmm. The Case for Mocking Religion by Christopher Hitchens on Slate.com. Let's see. Since no one's helping with your murder, oh, Riley's back again. Jesus, K. Christ, man. Get a life, would you please? I have no life. Andrea Yates, that would be timely. I think she's on there, though, isn't she? I thought so. Yeah, she just got sent to the nuthouse. She's on there. You better get with her, Riley. Where is she? Uh, yeah, she's got 21 votes. She's way up there. Mm -hmm. Who's Charles N.G.? Charles Ng. Charles Ng, he's the... Uh... I guess, what are those, Vietnamese? Is that the name? They, uh, him and a buddy kidnapped and tortured a whole bunch of people to death. Yeah. Sexually assaulted them, killed them. Mm. Babies, women, things like well, that. Well, you didn't put all these on there. Albert DeSalva, the Boston Strangler. Ed Gein. Is it Gein? Oh, let's see, was Ed Gein, was that the uh, Green River Killer? I, I get those all No, confused. no, Ed Gein was the guy that... Uh, Ed Gein, uh, oh, that was uh, right, uh, yeah, right. The original Leatherface. Right. Joseph Mengele. Yeah, I mean, he was just... Uh, Potchking around. That's right. 
He was just conducting experiments. Well, you can put all these on there. Eileen Warnos, Charles Whitman, the sniper at the Texas University. He was up there in the watchtower with the doors. Watch this. Okay, so anyway, here's this article by Christopher Hitchens on Slate, who is uh, anything but a uh, commie pinko liberal. As well as being a small masterpiece of inarticulacy and self-abnegation, whatever that means, the statement from the State Department about this week's international Muslim pogrom against the free press was also accidentally accurate. Anti-Muslim images are as unacceptable as anti-Semitic images, as anti-Christian images, or any other religious belief. Thus, the hapless Sean McCormick reading painfully slowly from what was reported as a prepared government statement. How appalling for the country of the First Amendment to be represented by such an administration. What does he mean, unacceptable? That it should be forbidden? And how abysmal that a spokesman cannot distinguish between criticism of a belief system and slander against the people. However, the illiterate McCormick is right in unintentionally comparing racist libels to religious faiths. Many people have pointed out that the Arab and Muslim press is replete with anti-Jewish caricature, often of the most lurid and hateful kind. In one way, the comparison is hopelessly inexact. These foul items mostly appear in countries where the state decides what is published or broadcast. However, when Muslims republish the protocols of the elders of Zion or perpetuate the story of Jewish blood sacrifice at Passover, they're recycling the fantasies of the Russian Orthodox Christian secret police and centuries of Roman Catholic and Lutheran propaganda. And when an Israeli politician refers to Palestinians as snakes or pigs or monkeys, it is near to a certainty that he'll be a rabbi, most usually Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, the leader of the disgraceful Shas party, and will cite Talmudic authority for his racism. For most of human history, religion and bigotry have been two sides of the same coin, and it still shows. Therefore, there is a strong case for saying that the Danish newspaper, uh, Islands Posten, and those who have reprinted its efforts out of solidarity, uh, solidarity are affirming the right to criticize not merely Islam, but religion in general. And the Bush administration has no business at all expressing an opinion on that. If it is to say anything, it's constitutionally obliged to uphold the right and no more. You can be sure that the relevant European newspapers have also printed their share of cartoons making fun of nuns and popes and messianic Israeli settlers and taunting child-raping priests. There was a time when this would not have been possible, but those taboos have been broken, which is what taboos are for. Islam makes very large claims for itself, and its author is a prejudice against representing the human form at all. The prohibition on picturing the prophet, who was only another male mammal, is apparently absolute. So is the prohibition on pork or alcohol or, in some Muslim societies, music or dancing. Very well, then. Let a good Muslim abstain rigorously from all of these. But if he claims the right to make me abstain as well, he offers the clearest possible warning and proof of an aggressive intent. This current uneasy coexistence is only an interlude, he seems to say. For the moment, all I can do is claim to possess absolute truth and demand absolute immunity from criticism. But in the future, you'll do what I say and you'll do it on pain of death. I refuse to be spoken to in that tone of voice, which, as it happens, I ch ch chance to find offensive. By the way, hasn't the word offensive become really offensive lately? The innate human revulsion against de desecration is much older than any monotheism. Its most powerful expression is Antigone of Sophocles. It belongs to civilization. I'm not asking for the right to slaughter a pig in a synagogue or mosque or relieve myself on a holy book, but I will not be told I can't eat pork, and I'll not respect those who burn books on a regular basis. I, too, have strong convictions and beliefs and value the Enlightenment above any priesthood or a sacred fetish object. It's revolting to me to breathe the same air as wafts from the exhalations of the Madrasas or the reeking fumes of the suicide murders or the sermons of Billy Graham and Joseph Ratzinger. But these same principles of mine also prevent me from wreaking random violence on the nearest church or kidnapping a Muslim at random and holding him hostage or violating diplomatic immunity by attacking the embassy or the envoys of even the most despotic Islamic state or making a moronic spectacle of myself threatening blood and fire to faraway individuals who may have hurt my feelings. The babyish rumor-fueled tantrums that erupt all the time, especially in the Islamic world, show yet again that faith belongs to the spoiled and selfish childhood of our species. 
As it happens, the cartoons themselves are not very brilliant or very mordant either. But if Muslims don't want their alleged prophet identified with barbaric acts or adolescent fantasies, they should say publicly that random murder for virgins is not in their religion. And here, here one runs up against a curious reluctance. In fact, Sunni Muslim leaders can't even seem to condemn the blowing up of Shiite mosques and funeral processions, which even I would describe as sacrilege. Of course, there are many millions of Muslims who do worry about this. Another reason for condemning the idiots at Foggy Bottom is their assumption, dangerous in many ways, that the first lynch mob on the scene is actually the genuine voice of the people. There's an insult to Islam, if you like. The question of offensiveness is easy to decide. First, suppose that we all agreed to comport ourselves in order to avoid offending the believers. How could we ever be sure that we had taken enough precautions? On Saturday, I appeared on CNN, which was so terrified of reprisal that it pixelated the very cartoons that its viewers needed to see. And this ignoble fear in Atlanta, Georgia, arose because of an illustration in a small Scandinavian newspaper of which nobody had ever heard before. It is not clear, then, that those who are determined to be offended will discover a provocation somewhere. We can't possibly adjust enough to please the fanatics, and it's degrading to make the attempt. Second, and important enough to be insisted upon, can the discussion be carried on without threat of violence or the automatic resort to it? When Salman Rushdie published the Satanic Verses in 88, he did so in the hope of forwarding a discussion that was already opening in the Muslim world between extreme Quranic literalists and those who hoped the text could somehow be interpreted. We know that his own reward was, and we sometimes forget that the fatwa was directed not just against him, but against all those involved in its publication, which led to the murder of the book's Japanese translator and the near death of another translator and one publisher. I went on crossfire at one point to debate some spokesman for outraged faith and said that we on our side would happily debate the propriety of using holy writ for literary and artistic purposes, but that we would not exchange a word until the person on the other side of the podium had put away his gun. The menacing Muslim big mouth on the other side refused to forswear a state-sponsored suborning of assassination and was, of course, backed up by the Catholic bigot Pat Buchanan. The same point holds for international relations. There can be no negotiation under duress or under the threat of blackmail and assassination. And civil society means that free expression triumphs the emotions of anyone to whom free expression might be inconvenient. It's depressing to have to restate those obvious precepts, and it's positively outrageous that the administration should have discarded them at the very first sign of a fight. How do you like that, uh -huh. huh? You go, Man, Chris. Right. I just might read that again till 2 o'clock. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 
Rectum. 1119 at 560 WQAM. It reminds me of the concept of freedom of speech in Dade County. You know, you can say whatever you want as long as I don't, uh, I'm not offended by it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, this idea that people are offended, uh, that's fine. That's uh, what it's all about. That's mm-hmm. why we have to have freedom of speech. That's for special. Because if we all said, oh, well, if we all just made nice, isn't it a lovely day? And whatever you believe, whatever you're doing, I think is just wonderful. Anyway, here's a fax that says, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, okay. And also in very tiny print, it says Lizzie Borden and General Sherman mm-hmm. and Lieutenant William Cowley of My Lai, a massacre fan. It's also that's from Riley, that fax. I beg your pardon? Not, that fax is also from Riley, but he's not signing his name because you ripped him. It's from who? Riley. Oh, Riley. Oh, it's got the same number on there on the header? You know, I'll tell you, Riley, seriously, it's, uh, it's really distressing and heartbreaking. See, he doesn't want to contribute to the show. He wants to do the show. That's, that's, that's the difference. Let's see. Here's a, another fact. It was reported today on NPR that the political cartoons were originally published four months ago. Certain clerics asked for a meeting at the time with the newspaper publisher. This request was either denied or ignored. Then the clerics started to circulate the cartoons around the Islamic world, and the hottest of the hotbeds in particular. They wouldn't have been seen if those clerics hadn't sent them around. In other words, they were fanning the flames, literally. Right. Fueling the fire of hysteria, whipping up the masses into a frenzy. Schmidt disturbers. And along with the published cartoons, they circulated other cartoons that were never published anywhere and whose origins may be suspect, in other words, possibly fabricated. In other words, they made them up themselves just to be more incendiary and get everybody whipped up into a freaking frenzy. Therefore, all of these riots, all this violence could actually be considered as created by, fomented by, incited by, with intent to incite by, the very clerics who were so offended originally. But you won't hear about that in the regular press or from the Islamic commentators either, of course. Well, there you go. Because our regular press, so-called, is irregular, man. They haven't had a good BM right. in ten years. Have you seen Lou Dobbs lately? Not lately. If he had just one good bowel movement, man, would the, the world would be a better place in which to live, even with all those illegal aliens. Boy, he is just, man, just obnoxious. Talk about a brownie hound. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got fifteen different polls going here. Whichever one suits your fancy, or maybe you got an idea for another poll, or whatever you want. You know. Sure. We got, them all, we got them all on the uh, ropes today. They don't know whether to scream or peel 16 bananas. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Did you have uh, Manson on your list? Yes, we do. Sorry, Manson. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Maryland and Charles, yes. All right, sorry about that. 5670560. Now, let's see. For now, Maybe Maryland Manson, he means for the music list. Okay. Put pound five, on pound, no, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM. Okay, nice talking to you, too. Well, this is weak. This is really incredibly weak today. Again, just like yesterday. I'm telling you, I think I should take like about a six-month vacation to honor my 30th anniversary. No, no. I think that's the least they can do for that's me. Oh, yeah, you'd have, you'd have a blast. In fact, you can pick right. it up right now. Here's George. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil, how you doing? Okay. Two quick things. Uh, Cindy Sheehan. Um, she did better when she's standing on the roadside by herself, like the guy in front of the tanks in China. Uh, she's on the left wing with uh, too far left now with Chavez. So I just can't give her any credit. Well, that, that's your opinion. Okay, whatever. That yeah, true. Uh, I have a question. The the jerk that. Uh, did all the damage in the bar in Rhode Island or wherever. Uh, would you rather have had him killed or seriously messed up and then standing trial and going from there? 
Would I have, would I have rather had him killed? What, what does that mean? In other words, you, the outcome that happened where they killed him. Yeah. Is that acceptable to you, or would you rather? Well, what, what do you mean is acceptable? In other words, I'm the arbiter of what should yeah, happen I'm, or not. I think it, I think it's great. I think it's sensational. You wouldn't want to see him see stand trial for it. No, I absolutely would not. Why, oh. why, why should he have to stand yeah, trial? He, he, started, so. he started, when they found him in Arkansas, he started firing at the police. He was like uh, trying right, to kill I people. Know. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying right. a lot of the guys up there were uh, up where the incident took place that they'd rather have seen him messed up. And yeah, I'm, I'm real happy that he's uh, he can't get much more messed up than the condition he's in, okay? Now, that's that's bizarre. I don't I don't get that. I guess next time they'll have to call me for approval, all right? I'll give them my bat line number. Sure. Next time they find some slime ball like that, call me up and I'll let you know whether yeah. we should, like, uh, you know, put them out of, uh, put the world out right. of its misery or just, uh, you know, mess them up. They could buzz your Blackberry with it. There you go. I guess he was thinking like a Yay. thing. WQAM, hello. They're coming to pick me away, huh? Good, I hope soon. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Okay, um, I used to listen to Howard. In the morning, but he got totally ponderous towards the end, so I listened to Paul and Ron. I like them. You don't like them? I love them, man. I think they're great. Okay, and as far as the movie, now are you being serious? No, do you like them or not? Do I like who? Paul and Ron. I don't listen to them. I'm not. I'm not there anyway. So how can I listen to them? And even if I were there, I wouldn't listen to them if you paid me by the man. I'm not. We're not. See, you're like the last guy. What do I like? Forget about what I like. We're asking well, you what you like. Okay, okay, okay. Your opinion now, doesn't not, have to be based on what I like. Don't be a, a no. butt licker. I just like to hear what your opinion is because I was. No, forget about it. my thing. Okay, there ain't much to worry about. Okay, now what was the one for the movie? Now, believe it or not. This is a classic for me, and I, I, I can it. watch it a million times and laugh hysterically. Plane, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well, that was George who made that, not me. I ain't never seen that piece of crap George, in that movie. Are you kidding me? It's no. a classic. You can laugh a hundred times every time you see it. <laughs> it was okay well, once. Yeah. Mm no, it's you. It's, I don't know what it is. Sometimes movies you have to see a couple times before you can really well, get you, into you, it. Like I've, I've actually seen a movie, fallen asleep, and then it watch it the second time, and I love it. And then the more I watch it, the more I like it. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, Josh is going to watch Network again about four or five times. Maybe he'll like. Until he likes it, yeah. Right. Now, that's a good idea. If there's a movie you hate like Poison, keep watching it, and after about the 15th, 20th time, you'll start liking it a little bit, and you'll start like mouthing the dialogue you know by heart. Cartoon, cartoon. I'm not going to erase him. Yeah, I guess he's not now. <laughs> Maybe Jack Waltz was like a little on the psychic side, huh? 26 past 11, we got Curtis today, and then, of course, that Jacques Martin Joe. That's a guaranteed tune out. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Kill Nicole. Well, congratulations. Get a life. I'm just bored today. I've 
heard enough of the fair. How about you? Angelina's kids, Maddox and Zahara's people names are now officially Joey Pitt. I say that Hollywood is Brangelina Bill. A Los Angeles judge today granted the name change. Woohoo! It's a Brad and Angelina assault. But are Mr. and Mrs. Smith already living happily ever after? Day after day, their faces But we've got more for Angelina Dish. Brad's one-time bachelor had a Malibu with piled high with toys. That's really fascinating. I'll tell you one thing. Anybody that's on those shows talk about this, all this Muslim, this hysteria that's going on. Anybody that's on those entertainment tonight and inside edition and outside edition and the Hollywood insider, all of this stuff, they all ought to be rounded up, you know? And then what? I don't know. You figure it out. Ask that guy that called me a couple of calls ago. Get him to call me on the bat line. I'll give you my verdict. The celebrity phenomenon dubbed Brangelina has triggered a media fever surrounding Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie that some observers say has reached the point of insanity. Absolutely. Far overshadowing the hoopla that attended such make-believe couples as Benifer and Tomcat. You know, Ben Affleck you fairy. and Tom Cruise. You fairy. Uh, the terse confirmation last month that Jolie was pregnant by her co-star Pitt was proof to the media of a love affair that neither stars publicly acknowledged. Well, either that or maybe it was an immaculate contraception, you think? Oh, yeah, it was immaculate. Depending on which TV show you listen to or which celebrity magazine or gossip column you read, Jolie is expecting a girl, no, a boy, no, twins, the pair plans a Valentine's Day wedding in Malibu, or possibly at George Clooney's Italian villa, unless they've already married in a secret Buddhist ceremony. They're also reported to have hired British celebrity chief Jamie Oliver to do the catering, Madonna's husband Guy Ritchie to be the best man, and have commissioned an Italian jeweler to come up with a ring. Or does the selfie Oscar-winning actress, or possibly Pitt, have cold feet about time the knot? Whoever said that marriage was imminent anyway, and is Brad's ex-wife, Jennifer Aniston, devastated her happily moving on? Jolie, twice married, and Pitt, who's divorced last year from popular friend star Aniston, Aniston, has spiced up the story, having remained tight-lipped, merely fueling the speculation. He's tight-lipped. What's in the fog? We're not talking about it. We don't want any more stories. We just want people to leave them alone. Pitt's publicist Cindy Guagenti told Reuters. Guagenti he said there was no truth in the room about an imminent Italian wedding, adding cryptically, they're not getting married. I don't want a story about them getting married. I think you guys should just drop the whole thing. Some hope, it says, there's even a Brangelina.net website. There's always been a certain fascination with celebrity, but today's proliferation of outlets that seem to be competing for the same photos and stories that reached a point that seems insane, said PR consultant Ken Sunshine, whose clients include several celebrities. Ken Sunshine. Any relations? Yeah. Every time magazines acknowledge the deafening noise, carrying the darkly satirical cartoon last week that featured the Jolie pregnancy news and wedding rumors as new methods of torture for prisoners of war, even beats those Celine Dion records. Robert Thompson, director of the Center for the Study of Popular Television, said the coupling of A-list stars like Pitt and Jolie, or in years gone by, Liz Taylor and Richard Burton, was a paparazzi's dream come true. Now, most of these people don't know the difference between a paparazzi and a pezzanavante. See, there you go again with that godfather crap. Another pezzanavante. Yeah. As silly as it sounds, the new tendency to make up single names for two people, like Benifer and Tomcat, is an insightful idea. Brangelina has more cultural equity than their two-star parts. You get interested in this, whether you want to or not, it's by osmosis. They say, well, I don't think so. Are you interested? No. No. Sunshine said, uh, none of us care. At all, not even a little teeny tiny bit. Mostly uh, desperate housewives with no life who are uh, tired of watching Oprah with phony authors on. they got to do something. 
5670560. We're building about 15 different poles here today, including old totem. Let's build a totem pole. What do you say? You build it, and I'll totem. Yeah. You float them. 924 votes on the poll. Who's the most despicable murderer of all time? Hitler, we knew, would win. 371. Heck of a mustache, though. A fashion yeah. plate. George W. Bush, 222, the butcher of Washington, doing a very commendable job on his own. Stalin, 71. 9-11 Saudi hijackers, 62. We left the four Egyptians off. Susan Smith, 39. Osama bin Laden, 31. We don't think about him much anymore. Unless it's the State of the Union. Oh, there's Barack Obama and John uh, McCain with his big cheek. A, uh, an indicator of the partisanship. Yeah, but be, okay, get lost. Both of them. Tim McVeigh, 27. Andrew Yates, 22. OJ, 17. We hate you, OJ. Go steal some more satellite signals. Paul Pot, 16. Jeffrey Dahmer, eight. Oh, Jeff Dahmer, excuse me, 8. You ever, he, I think he's hanging out with uh, Father Gagan these days. Yeah. Having a good old time. A gay old time. Chuck Manson, 8. Ted Bundy, 8. See, that, that's the deal, like Ted Bundy. How many years was it? At least 10 years that the appeals dragged on oh, yeah. and on. So when this guy asked me, am I satisfied with this slime ball getting blown away? You bet. Look at all the taxpayer money getting saved. And just like uh, Klebold and Harris there at uh, Columbine. Yeah. Same thing. Sure. Would have had all those trials and the state would have cost millions of dollars to try them. And then we'd have heard about their uh, childhood. And now people were picking on them. You know what? But a bing. That's it. Enough of the crap. Ted Bundy, 8. Lee Harvey Oswald, 7. Just a patsy, man. Ja Jim Jones, 3. Jack Ruby, 3. A 2 for John Wayne Gacy. Lee Bolden Loeb. General Sherman had 1. Jack the Ripper's got 1. 1 for uh, Dennis Rader, the BTK uh, Burger uh, Queen. James Earl Ray, 1. David Berkowitz, son of Sam, 1. No votes for Lieutenant William Kelly. See, they don't know from Vietnam. They, they forgot. Huh? That's why we got the war in Iraq going on, because uh, what difference does it make if they compare it to Vietnam? 58,000 kids coming home in body bags, because America's got a short memory, man. All they know about is Benifer and uh, Brangelina. Crap. Lizzie Borden, none. Ch Charles Whitman, Joseph Mangala, Charles Ng, Aileen Warnos, Albert DeSalvo. Wonder where he used to eat. Ed Gein. Now, I thought Ed Gein was like the uh, character from um, uh, Silence from the Lambs, from Red, uh, whatever that was. Uh, no? Possibly. Wasn't he? Well, he was like a real Yahoo redneck, so I don't know. Uh... I thought that's what the first, what was the first one? Red, um, Red Shoe Red, Diaries. Red, Red, Red Dragon. Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. Was he dragging it? I, I mean, think that's Ed what was after. Eat the, uh, you know, parts of the victims, but he also used the skin to make the skin suits, you know, like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Dress up like a woman. Really? Yeah. It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> uh, not a bad movie, the uh, the movie that they made of his story. Very creepy. What? The Ed Gein movie, and I think it's called Ed. Or Ed oh, I see. I'm not sure. Mr. Ed? Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, none. Now, how can they have none? How can they have none? They went to school and they shot up a bunch of kids and teachers and they got no votes? As compared to, like, uh, some of the other uh, marginal slime balls? Marshall Applewhite, none. John Mohammed, none. Well, we better not be voting for nobody named Mohammed. The sniper. Richard Ramirez, none. Eric and Lyle Menendez, bad hairpiece. Which one had the bad hairpiece? One of them, none. Richard Speck, one. Gary Gilmore, uh, none. And uh, Sirhan Sirhan, who is still hypnotized. Uh, 936. He's still alive, by the way. He's still in the slammer, Sirhan Sirhan. Do you know that? Yeah, I know that. And what about, uh, even though he didn't kill a whole bunch of people, neither did Sirhan Sirhan or Lee Harvey Oswald. Didn't kill anybody, probably, but... Um, uh, who just had one on my mind? It just slipped away. 
Damn it. Damn it. Green. Huh? No, never know. That's another one who got, uh, murdered Mark David Chapman. Oh, what about him? Well, you don't want him on there? I mean, all these sure, John whatever. Lennon freaks, huh? We just had that anniversary of John Lennon getting shot and all these people singing, and imagine uh, if it was Yoko instead, you know, like that. Mark David Chapman. You don't want to put him on there? We're putting him on there. I think they got to kill more than one person to be qualified for this list, so don't put him on there, please. <laughs> what, you put him on there already? No, I think we caught him in time. No, don't do it. Don't do it, man. You're a young man. you got your whole life ahead of you. Remember that? Take me to the foot of the George Washington Bridge. Oh, I that's did. right. You hated that movie. I'm sorry. Sorry. Now, see, ordinarily, I could put that movie on there in that list about one I could watch a zillion times, and I have seen it many, many times. But it, it's not—it's just not in the same category. And you're going to say to me, imaginary heroes. That? I don't even what? know. What movie? Ne- Network. About? That was the take, take me to the George Washington Bridge. Yeah, don't you remember? They're in the very beginning of the movie. They're in okay. the bar. William Holden and Peter Finch. Right. They're in the bar. They're getting drunk. Right. And then they're standing outside afterward. In fact, later in the movie, he tells the same story again. They're all gathered around in the newsroom. Uh, Howard Beale just got yanked off the air, and they just had the big meeting, you know, all the big honchos about whether to put him back on the air or not, and uh, Nelson stands up, well, the New York Times is going to be outraged, and then uh, Robert Duval says, the New York Times doesn't advertise on this network. Sit down, Nelson. Your outrage is duly noted. Remember that? I do. Boy, do I know the, I know the dialogue, man, word for word. But they, 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 don't you remember the drunk I, standing I outside I the know. bar after that scene? I thought it was some other movie. Knock that effing Disney right off the air. Get a 90 share easy. Talk about the suicide of the week, terrorist of the week, remember? Yep. And they're standing outside, and he tells the story about getting a, he was supposed to do a remote broadcast at the foot of the George Washington Bridge. That's right. And he gets in the cab and says, hey, cabbie, take me to the foot of the George Washington Bridge. And the cab driver looks at him and says, oh, hey, pal, you're a young guy. you got your whole life ahead of you. Don't do it. <laughs> well, you had to be there. You remember right. that, don't I you? Do. I, I bet you that. even Josh remembers that scene. I do. Well, it wasn't like a wedding proposal or anything. I just said you probably remember the, the scene. That's apart from Godfather, from a network he liked, and from Godfather, too. That I liked? You didn't like that uh, scene in the beginning? Sure. You didn't like anything about it. Why would you admit it? You didn't like the movie, okay? It, you hated look, it. I told you, the message was The great. only part you liked was when Faye Dunaway was mounting William Holden. Holden. That part you liked. Yeah, something about a 30 share there. No. <laughs> no, he said 30 share? Is that what he said? Not 30, man. Whatever he said. Just not your kind of movie, okay? It just didn't have enough... Uh, I, I don't know what your kind of movie is. I don't know. Just one that keeps me awake, that's all. I'll tell you one thing. Don't give him imaginary heroes. He won't like that. He'll say that that's like a fag I, movie I or something. No, you, you know he wouldn't like it. He won't like it. It's a and I, I could watch that movie every day. It just it rings several bells with me. Of course, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, can I admit this to you? Last night... Not as well. I already it was on the cable. No, listen, and, and my TV, my cable, you can, if you're watching a, a show on a channel, it's like, it's not recording it unless you set it to record, but okay. you can, like, rewind, you know what I'm saying? Right, like a TiVo kind of a... Right. Right. And, and the scene there toward the end of the movie, after he plays the piano recital at the gra- high school graduation, and they're sitting on the bench there, and he's talking about the fact he let his brother commit suicide, which I'm not giving anything away, because that's in the very beginning of the movie. We know the brother right. commits suicide. And uh, and his boyfriend, I mean his uh, step, his half brother. Uh, what? And now, I don't now know you why are that's such a big away. deal. Come what on. difference does it make if it's two guys, whether they're related or not? Is that is that like None a big at all. deal? It's just like a brothers bit of never diddle around with each other, or like cousins Nothing. or stuff like that? I mean, it's already icky enough that they're gay. It really doesn't matter that they're kin. Uh, I see. Anyway, and he says to him, uh, "Well, not everybody can be heroes." Right. Right, can be right. a hero. And he says, and he says, yeah, I guess you're right. And he reaches over and puts his hand on his shoulder, okay? Now, I will admit to you that I watched that three times when I saw Because there's a message there, okay? Yeah. It's very quick and very subtle. That's how much it took? Uh, three, yeah, no, three seconds, that was enough for me. 
So, and see, they're now guaranteed that Josh won't watch that movie now, which is unfortunate because <laughs> it's a really good. What? There's nothing. No, he uh, thinks it's a, that, that's not that's not what the movie's about. Okay. No, it's not. You are so insecure, man. For a guy that's got his Russian Natasha girlfriend there and, like, uh, doing hanky-panky 15, 20 times a day, you yeah, can barely stand up anymore, huh? Yeah, but it's not with guys. Well, well what difference does it make? Are they doing anything in the movie? Oh, that's right. There is that one that very, very uh, lengthy kiss. Oh, I will, I'll, instead of rewinding three times, I'll fast forward. Yeah, you know what? We'll start editing movies, you know, for people. Yeah, for people to get really uptight about, like, a That's male right. kiss. Oh, like so I guess you're not be... Mountain, you know, I'll watch that now that I know that there's nudity in it. That, uh, what's yeah, the name female nudity, Anne Hathaway and Michelle Okay, Williams let's see if Josh boobs. will watch that, because there's some heavy-duty female nudity in their boobies, baby, huh? Yeah, but then And then you can just fast-forward to all that Pythagory in there. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> they were the Rough this Riders. This is 560 a.m. Neil Rogers got <laughs> From Bearcat Mountain to Cowpoke Jacks and Jacks. There's not much strange about them outside their garter straps. Way back then in the Christian West, rednecks were gay as today. With man's legs wrapped around them, paced wheel with cowboy pride. The bullets fly from the guns they shoot with double-fisted fun. There's been other gay cowboys too. John Wayne was Marion. His name was Marion. They rode from their back mountain to pretty cowboy guys. On saddle they come mountain with some help from Astro <laughs> See, that's another reason Joshua would like uh, improbable, uh, impossible heroes, improbable. Uh, is that uh, imaginary? Is because uh, nobody dies in the end. What the hell does that matter? Well, like <laughs> Donnie Darko, you liked a lot because he died in the end. You're just setting up a joke there, Josh. Play along. Yeah, I see. At any rate, and uh, I was very pleased. The reason I rewound that three times, I want to make sure that when he put his hand on the shoulder, it was like a masculine, you know, like, like like it was a good solid squeeze, as opposed uh, to on his shoulder. I'm talking about right. Well, he did seem a little, the more you watch that kid, the kind of like swishier he seemed to be. Although I'm he not, did say it when he woke are. up that next yeah. morning. I beg your pardon? I'm not, but you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. You are. But I'm definitely not. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've heard that one before. I'm sure. The widow of Dr. Atkins donates $16,000 to students who refuse to sell candy. Let's hear it for those kids, okay? They know about John Jarrett, thank God, who sent that stupid milk bar up here a couple weeks ago and damn near killed me. Got my blood sugar up to 325 in the middle of the show. I hope he's embarrassed and humiliated and degraded what an idiot he is. And stop using it as an excuse. Oh, I'm trying to do something nice. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're in denial. Typical Nazi move, man. We're trying to do something nice for you, okay? Who wouldn't who'd pass up an ice-free shower, right? Depends on who it's with. The widow of the man who created the... Uh, uh, how about Emil Hirsch? You can take my turn. Okay. The widow of the man who created the Atkins diet has promised a $16,000 check to a Fort Lauderdale elementary school, ensuring students who refuse to sell unhealthy snacks as a fundraiser can still take their field trip to Washington, D.C. You go, lady, whatever her name is. Veronica. 
After learning the importance of exercising and eating healthy in a country wellness program, county wellness program, students at Northside Elementary refused to sell candy to raise the field trip money, a decision that's garnered national attention. This, of course, is in Fort Lauderdale. Veronica Atkins, whose late husband, Dr. Bob Atkins, my close personal friend, remember that wonderful appearance? Were you there that day at the... I was uh, there. I'll never forget Yeah. Huh? I was there, and so was the guy with the eyes. Oh, well, nothing's perfect. Whose husband, Dr. Bob Atkins, started the country's low-carb craze, which has uh, vanished, by the way. Uh, and that's a shame, too, because it really is great. Even if you don't lose any weight on it, it's very good for your blood lipids. Found out about the student's refusal and intends to dip into proceeds of the foundation, which promotes her mission to combat type 2 diabetes. I was so proud when the children said, you're telling us not to go out and eat sugar, and then you ask us to sell it, Atkins said, Monday from her home in West Palm. I said, no way am I going to let them down and not let them go on the field trip. Atkins, 68, and her trustee, Clive Metz of Aventura, plan to hand a check tomorrow morning to Northside Principal Michelle Valbrun-Pope. Veronica Atkins sold Atkins Nutritionals after her husband. The company's founder died in April 2003 after he had a bad fall on the sidewalk. Watch where you're walking, Bobby. Oh, too late. There he goes. It is Hayde. Veronica Atkins' donation will make the Washington, D.C. trip possible for 36 fifth graders. If the school receives more money, more fifth graders who hadn't planned to take the field trip may be able to go too. George will donate a few grand. Right. The school still needs to raise about eight grand to send the fourth graders on their Tallahassee field trip, teacher Monique Manigat said. Atkins' largesse wasn't the only donation of the school. Since last Friday, the school has received about 100 emails from Uganda to Chicago, dozens of phone calls and personal checks, including one from, uh, for six grand from an anonymous donor because they refuse to sell chocolate door-to-door, because it's bad for you. Those who would let them go sell salt, okay, that's bad for your blood pressure, too. But, you know, more than salt, like when I was in school. Don't ask me why we sold that. I have no idea, because that's they uh, told us to. That's kind of strange. What? Selling salt. Iodized. Yeah. Well, Morton what, salt. What are the boxes of, of salt. When somebody come I, to your I, don't, I don't know why. When you're in school, you do whatever they tell you to do, okay? Apparently, like swim well, naked. these kids said, we're not going to do it. Give them some credit, okay? Give them some uh, props. Yo. Those who didn't offer money shared ideas. Manigat said she received several fundraising opportunities from selling Avon through an idea from a Melbourne man who offered to peddle his homemade barbecue sauce for the cause. That's probably give you bad roids, man. Homemade barbecue sauce, my ass. The children are amazed. They're like, really, really, people from all over the country are helping us? Oh, that's very nice. Nice going, kids. In fact, uh, some of the classmates are excited about the media attention they received since Friday. Uh, one of the little girls, her name is what? Uh, Daphne August, gave an interview to a New York City radio station. The school expects a visit from CNN and a phone call from the Tony Danza show this week, proving Ooh. that nothing, nothing is perfect. I mean, once you've made the Tony Danza show, that tells you, don't do it again. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got sixteen different polls. We're building them. We're building them, okay, for future use. <laughs> oh. Leave it to me, man. Leave me to come up with something really bizarre and confusing. And look at those phones. Are they smoking or what? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, West Side Story for that poll uh, you can watch over and over again. And also, I'm, I, I'm buying this radio, which can record radio shows and store them up digitally. So when you go on vacation and George is on, I can listen to you 24 okay, hours. Okay, well, George appreciates that very much. Thank you. Okay, he hates you like poison. Yeah, yeah, well, trying to say. I hate him, too. Well, there you go. No calls. No calls on the board. We're getting ready to fill up all these other pools. They're about uh, what you listen to in the morning before 10, and a movie you could watch over and over and never get tired of other than The Godfather, and which of today's pop singers or uh, groups is the worst. And I'm not really sure which of these pools will be on tomorrow. How do you like that? That, that, that gives me an option, you know? That gives me an option. You have to kind of like feel your way through it. 
Look at George Bush, a very strong second on the worst, uh, most despicable murderer of all time. Is yeah. there any doubt? No. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil, what's up, Cracker? How you doing, Pally? Good, man, good. Hey, I got a good video for you to see. Yeah. Charlie Brown Kwanzaa. Okay. Go to iFilms.com, Charlie Brown Kwanzaa. Peace out, nigga. Okay. Right. 5670560. Oh, so who did Moe? Yeah. Could have said that, but he's just uh, a little smart-ass there, right? So take your Charlie Brown and stuff away the moon, don't shine. Line 9, Josh's favorite, QAM. WQAM, hello. Right now. Now. Now or never. Remember that song by Elvis? It's now or never, and I think in your case. WQAM, hello. Yes, sir. I've yes, got sir. one for the poll. Which poll is that? The uh, Hitler poll. Okay. I'm listening. Well, I think he's the one that uh, caused most damage to uh, the gassing of the people. Yeah. And uh, that would probably take the cake over Bush, wouldn't it? Who's that? Adolf Hitler. Oh, no, no, you got one for the poll. <laughs> Hitler, you mean it's got 388 votes and is like way ahead of everybody else? See, it's my bad. I should be reading the list. That's okay. Right. He gassed all the people, didn't it? Didn't he? Yeah, it was no, he didn't actually do it himself. He just uh, helped come up with the idea. He just said, "Oh, that's a splendid idea." He said the uh, Muslims would be very proud of that. Who is the most despicable murderer of all time? See, that's why they got the, the segment of these uh, ragheads who are like the Holocaust uh, deniers, the revisionists, because quite and, and I don't understand. Actually, what they should do is just uh, build a, a monument to Hitler, right? Right. Hitler's got 389, most despicable murderer of all time. George W. Bush, 239. Butcher, murderer, blood on his hands. Nothing on his brain, blood on his hands. Stalin, good old Joseph, 79. 9-11 Saudi hijacker, 64. Susan Smith, 41. Drowned them kids. And then blamed it on some chocolate guy, non-existent. Mm -hmm. Osama Yamana, 33. Tim McVeigh. See, it's always convenient. Blame it on some dark guy, you know. Oh, some dark guy done it. Oh, sure, we believe you. Well, like in Goodfellas. Especially in South Carolina. Yeah, right. Tim McVeigh, 27. Andrea Yates, 22. That bitch. OJ, 19. Bitch. Paul Pot, 19. Jeffrey Dahmer, 8. Lee Harvey Oswald, 8. And 8. Charles Manson, 8. Ted Bundy, 8. Jim Jones, 3. In fact, Ted Bundy, 8. For years, you paid for it. Jim Jones, 3. John Wayne Gacy, 3. Jack Ruby, 3. Lieutenant William Calley, Meli Massacre, 2. Uh, Leopold and Loeb, 2. General Sherman won, one for Jack the Ripper, Joseph Mengele. He was just a hardworking doctor. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold have only one. You see, the Columbine shooting, the, the American people accept it. And then we had like a, a whole rash of those copycat shooting kids. And like, oh, yeah, well, you know, kids will be kids. Dennis Rader won, James Earl Ray won, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam won. None for Lizzie Borden, Charles Whitman, although I love his chocolates. Charles Ng, Alan, Eileen Warnos, Albert DeSalvo, Ed Gein, Marshall Applewhite. John Mohammed, the um, sniper, the D.C. sniper. Mm -hmm. Don't be knocking Mohammed. Richard Ramirez, Eric Lyle Menendez. See, never trust a guy whose name ends with a Z, George. Richard Speck and uh, Gary Gilmore and Sirhan Sirhan, who's still under hypnosis, have the big oh. so far. This is Neil Rogers. Now, on next Tuesday's poll. This pool. is 562 AM. I am Frau Ileana 
Boss Lightman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the new Roje Amunista Hour. Sick lions! God is great to bring great sin to his knees all a On my suicide bomb, let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. Got my beard and my long white smock. Going to the jihad rock. Shiite 2 says to Hamas 4, get the boys ready for a holy war. Fatah 2 says to Martyr 3, come on and kill some women and children with me. Let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. We don't want Allah. Coming out of his cave, Taliban monkeys start to rant and rave. Black veil women begging in the crowd, but buddies only know ladies allowed. Let's rock, praise Allah, let's rock. Put on my bloody white smock, going to the GR rock. Quick, Mohammed, turn on CNN, check latest American true position. Jihad, don't be late. Coming in from every single terrorist state. Kabul, Yemen, Iraq, Iran. I'll be strapping on my suicide bomb. Let's rock. Oh, raise Allah, let's rock. We don't want Allah. Got my beard and my long white smock. I'm going to the Jihad rock. Going to the Jihad rock. Shiite 2 says to Hamas 4, get the boys ready for a holy war. Fatah 2 says to Martyr 3, come on and kill some women and children with me. Let's rock. Let's rock. Got my beard and my long white smock. I'm going to the Jihad Rock. I'm going to the Jihad. Bring great Satan to his Twelve oh three at five sixty WQAM. Let's uh, go kill a few people for Christ, or for Muhammad, or for uh, Jesus, or for uh, I'm sorry, redundant Abraham. Let's kill a few folks for Abraham Solomon. What do you say? Oh, I think you got a head start on that. Let's see, WWMK. Who would Muhammad kill? Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. We've got about 50 different pools. And now Mike in Melbourne faxes me, what about uh, the uh, Unabamba? So I'm putting that in my pile. Thanks, Mike. we got a huge pile of pools, baby. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. QAM? QAM, yes. Oh, that's a nice young man. It's got the Rick Sanchez on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny he mentioned that because I actually saw Ricky Tiki Sanchez had an accident last night, and that's why I changed the channel real fast. 
on Certainly Nazi News Network, and I flipped around on the channel. That's when I found Imaginary Heroes again. You know, not everybody can be a hero. Right. And now, maybe you can explain something to me. I'll do my best. Because I watched that movie three, well, two and a half times now. But I, I, I watch it, mm-hmm. and he's got all these, uh, you know, scars from being beaten all the time. Now, we know that Bruises. the kid in school, huh? Bruises and whatnot, right? Bruises and scars and marks. Contusions. The kid in school was beaten on him. Right. And the brother, too. Right. Remember where the brother says, uh, did I, and he walks away, and he's got his shorts on, and he, like, pulls them down a little bit. Not mm-hmm. too far now, uh, Emil. And, uh... To cover up the uh, bruises, yeah. and the brother says, did I do that? And he nods like, yeah. yeah. So he's getting beaten up by everybody. That's right. Well, he's a little faggot. Well, you know, that's what happens. Get out of here. Well, now, why, how would you say that? He don't act no. like a little faggot in that movie. He doesn't? Get out of here. He put that chicken in his mouth that looked awfully gay. That's the wrong movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't seem to get Man. that out of my head there. Yeah, well, you, you give that movie to Josh. You'll never see him again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll just leave the planet. He'll just go into orbit. He's not ready for that one. No, no, seriously. He just, he's, when, so in other words, you tell me his brother beat him up because he was a little faggot? Exactly. No, his brother was, was a just little frustrated dirty, because he was deep. under a lot of pressure right. and uh, daddy was a crazy person and he had to win them swimming medals and yada, yada, right. yada. And his brother obviously had some issues and everybody in the no family question. was on every kind of drug they could find. The brother was a little wimp and, 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 and I think the brother knew, they at least they implied that the brother knew that he he was uh, the child of another father. Yeah. No, they didn't imply that. Of course he knew it. They all well, knew then, it except well, him. Well, then he's the red-headed stepchild, except that he didn't have red hair. Well, thank God for that. I wouldn't. I never would have watched it the first time. Five six seven oh five sixty. Nothing worse than carrot top. Pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, Pole Central. Hello. Yeah, I want to speak to Neil. Speaking. Hey Neil, I have one for the poll. Couple for the poll. Which poll is that? Uh, the one for the movie. Okay. Yeah, the funny one is Harold and Kumar's Adventure in the White Castle. What? Uh, Harold and Kumar's Adventure Adventure to White Castle. It's yeah. a comedy. And one, even though he doesn't admit it, he's gay. And you, I don't know if you like him, but uh, Minority Report with uh, uh, what's that guy you think's gay and we all think he's gay? Uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, not Tom Cruise. He's, you fell. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, he, pal. He, if he comes to we'll get a lot more people to uh, actually like the guy. Okay, thanks, pal. Well, now, what is he trying to say, that Tom Cruise is gay? You're gay. Oh, no. He's in the closet with uh, a lot of company. John Travolta's in there, too. Right. Not to mention uh, R. Uh, Kelly. R. Kelly with his gun. Getting pretty cloudy in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Anybody missed that uh, South Park episode? I'm so glad you sent that Especially to me. Especially the, course, um, the explanation of Scientology, which a lot of people don't know. Right. Yeah, that was that. And they kept putting on the screen, and this is what scientists so tell, actually, what scientists believe, actually yeah. believe, yeah. Because who the hell would believe it unless you're like, like that? Exactly. It was a spaceship. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's out of this world, all right, that Tommy Cruise. Just cruise on out, Tommy. You're not fooling nobody. You fairy. God. WQAM, hello. Hello, Nia. Yes, sir. I got one for your movie, Paul. Okay. Let's try Reservoir Dog. George keeps telling me you don't see that. I don't I don't think you'd like it, but uh, why don't you watch it and, and let me know if I'm right. Okay. Now, are you that or Ishmael, one of the two? Okay, thanks, pal. Ishmael. Never saw Ishmael. Reservoir Dogs. Is that like Cobbs Hill in Rochester? Is that a reservoir? 5670560. 
The lilacs ain't out yet, but the sun is shining. We had a little bit of snow overnight, and it's already gone. There's your Toronto weather report. No snow. Had some snow overnight. A little bit, maybe a half an inch, all gone. Aren't you excited? No. Aren't you happy for me? No snow. It's already the February the uh, 7th. There's no such thing as global warming, although it is like in the 20s this week. A little not too on the toasty side. Got rid of that. Yeah, it was cool last night. Was it really? Very nice. Oh, yeah, open window. Poor window. baby. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I got one for the uh, worst murderer list. The worst murderer, okay. It's all relative. How about uh, Harry Truman? He killed a lot of people's man, with a bomba. Two bombas. Okay. Nagasaki and Hiroshima, baby. Harry Truman. All right. But it says the most despicable murder. I guess if you took the poll in Japan, they'd probably say good old Harry. Wouldn't they? I reckon. Harry oh, Truman. Probably didn't cotton to that. No. In fact, maybe that woman from France, maybe she actually didn't have the operation. Maybe she just... Uh, oh, came... please. Oh. What? I don't want to see her. I mean... Cruel, man. Co- I don't want to see her Tell me I'm cruel and I'm not... Oh, I see. Nevertheless. I see. I realize that it was miraculous that they gave her a face and that was like... Uh, it's you know, getting better, better, you know. Speaking in French, with a guttural French accent. I can't handle the French. I'm sorry. In fact, you know something? That's not a bad idea. Faceless French. We. Well, big, big improvement in Montreal, I'll tell you that. Big improvement here, eh? I guarantee you, outside of Quebec, that the, most of the Canadians would be very happy. They'd vote for that right away. Faceless uh, frogs. Oh, speaking of that, don't forget Jacques Martin will be on with Curtis today at 3. Mark that down in your county. You don't want to be listening then. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You know, Godfather's the obvious one, but I find myself... But that's why I said uh, other than the Godfather. That's why I said beside. Right. Fargo. Every time Fargo, doesn't matter what part yeah, of that movie is, it's, it's, right. it's, it's unbelievable. I agree. I want to say one other thing. Uh, I think well, can, I, can, I just, can I just say one thing? Oh, yes, you Oh, can. he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. <laughs> And uh, QAM blew it by not putting Bob and Tom on instead of messing with Howard. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that's right. I kept telling them that, and whatever I tell them, they do the opposite. If they put them on, uh, Mad Dog would still be on after me, and Hank would be in the afternoon, and everything would be great. We'd be kicking ass, but they still haven't got a morning show now because they don't know. They, they won't listen to anybody. It's and you want to know why they didn't want to put them on? Because they don't do sports. You know, Howard doesn't do sports either, but they put him on and practically lost the license. Bob and Tom were losing their license. And Bob and Tom still do sports kind of on a national level now right. and then, you know. And and it's a shame because, like, I get Bob and Tom, like, north of commercial on a good day. Right. But it's, it's like it, it's missing. It, I mean, they'd be a great market down there, you know. Yeah. Anyway, have a great day, buddy. Makes too much sense for us, Pally. Have a uh, great life. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. We got pulls up the old uh, yin-yang. Which of today's pop singers or groups is the worst? I'm putting that one. Uh, we're not getting much response on that. And you want to know why? What does our audience know about today's pop singers? Right? Uh, right. What goes as pop today, right? That's what I'm talking about, about, uh, you know, Busta Rhymes and Busta Move and uh, Busta's Bling Man and uh, all this other crap. Busta. The East Coast rappers and the West Coast rappers and the candy rappers and all this other garbage. Well, let's play that candy rapper song. All right. I'll cue it right up. Okay. But the one about the movies, and again, I could watch Imaginary Heroes every day, and you're going to say, "Oh, that's because." Yeah. No, that's I just I just like the whole story. I just think it's uh, it's very emotional, you know. Yeah. No, it's a good movie. It's a great movie, and the acting in there. I'm, I'm telling you, she is. Because I'm trying to think of another movie I saw Sigourney Weaver in beside Aliens. Now, did you see Aliens? Yes, of okay. course. In fact, I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Well, you know what you might like? I thought I thought it was I thought it was very very tense. Uh, Death and the Maiden. 
Yeah. Where she just did a phenomenal job all the way through. And the well, she sure as hell did a phenomenal job in this movie. She was just, she was great. And, and you'll notice there's something interesting in that last scene. I know you're going to say he's reading all this fag stuff into it again. As they're walking home from the graduation ceremony where he just played, he tinkled on the piano. Mm-hmm. And his uh, next door neighbor, his buddy, uh, put his hand on his shoulder and said, oh, let's go uh, eat mm-hmm. something. Right. And they're going off to lunch. And you'll notice in the back of the group, there's Vern and the sister. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Remember Vern right. last time with the sister? Vern, they were like, uh, poor desperate Vern, they wanted to kill himself. Right. And then you see uh, the next-door neighbors that, uh, you know, she had the big row with. And then there's uh, Emil Hirsch and the guy, and then there's Mommy and Daddy. See what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Remember what he said to his alleged girlfriend, I don't love you, and he ran out of there? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just the uh, bruises. that. No, no, I don't. I think there was more to it than that. I agree. Twelve thirteen. <laughs> In fact, maybe he thought that she had, like, a, an ugly bruise. Yeah. Well... She's not, but he is. I see. When it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They're only warranted and full for two years. They squeak. They pop. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost a fortune. If you want a high-quality brand-name mattress that will last for years and years, then call our good friends at Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. When you call that number, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll choose from Florida's biggest inventory of the biggest names. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Already for same-day delivery at prices that are lower, much lower, than the so-called big-name stores, even during their big sales. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You can have the bed you want delivered the date and time you want it in a two-hour delivery window. I've been using them for years, and even most of the QAMers now are finally catching on. This is a smart way to shop. Call today, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com. They'll be knocking on your door in no time at all whenever you want them to. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off that last S because, of course, it stands for savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Are you ready to order, sir? Yes, I'll have the... Shoot! 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 Uh, steak, please. This man suffers from a rare form of Tourette's syndrome called G-rated Tourette's. Ah, uh, that comes with a vegetable. I'll try the... Cod! 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 Uh, carrots, please. Symptoms of G-rated Tourette's syndrome include uncontrollable outbursts of euphemisms. And uh, for an appetizer? Mm, how about the... Shucks! 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 Shrimp cocktail. Unfortunately, there is no cure for G-rated Tourette's. Would you care for a salad? Yes, the heck, heck, heck house salad. Oh, wait, you know what? Make that a dolly, 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 gosh, 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 dear Greek salad. Okay, that's one. Get to it, get to it, get to it. Greek salad. The good news is G-rated Tourette's isn't as offensive as other forms of Tourette's. The bad news is it's a lot more annoying. And for dessert. Oh, I'll have the... Fudge, 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 fudge. Ah. From 18 at 560, I'll bet he will. And anyway, here's a fact, sir. That evidently has another page coming, but he never sent it. it does? Oh, wait a minute. I think it's coming right now. Is that the other page of this? You're getting something that ain't from me. Here are the unlistenables in order from worst is not to worst. I'm getting something that's not from you? Come on. Maybe it's one of them ads, one of them uh, fax machine machine ads. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's from you. It says for the movie pool and uh, Great Escape and The Natural. You didn't yeah. send me that? Yeah. Well, then what, what the hell does that mean? Where are you getting a second page from? No, no, from the other one about the oh. uh, lineup, the proposed lineup. 
Oh, I see. And at the, at the end of it, it says, here are the unlistenables in order from worstest to not the worst. And then that's oh, the that, end. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got so whipped up by into a frenzy that he forgot a second page. And, of course, it says from PES. I think he left the T off at the end. The Natural. Oh, that's not that awful a baseball movie, is it? With Robert Redford, yeah. Oh, well, why, you didn't watch that, did you? I, I did. Oh, and it was good? It was okay. For a sports movie. That's a movie that you would watch over and over and no, over again? I was, no, I would not. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, there was a horrible... Uh, most sports movies are really bad. Right. Now, what that was the one... Who's the kid that was in The Great Santini with Robert Duvall? Ah, oh, jeez. And Blythe Danner. You know, he played the son. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I but I'll name. never think of it. And he played a pitcher, an Atlanta Braves pitcher in some uh, sports movie, and he was married to this uh, hot chick, and uh, they got divorced, and they did this. Uh, remember that? I bet you Josh saw that movie. Uh, not by that description. Can't doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen it. So, uh, mo most sports movies are crap, other than Brian's song. Now, that wasn't really a movie. Now, originally, that was a TV movie, right? Not sure. Brian's song with James Caan. So I'm looking up uh, the great Santini so we can figure out who that kid is. Look it up. Yeah, his name is, uh, don't tell me. Michael O'Keefe. Michael O'Keefe, that's really? the name. Okay. Well, look at then uh, do Michael O'Keefe. Right. Well, don't do him, but I mean. What? I'm triangulating. Well, now, that was the movie with the, 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 the tumor. Tumor, the tumor's in trouble. Remember that? No. Yeah, you do. The black kid with, the, with that molasses. He had the molasses on that wagon. And again, those rednecks were beaten up. Ah, Pettis, you make me sick. Don't you remember that rednecks? Okay. You don't remember that from the great Santini? Yeah, I remember it. I'm sorry. His I'm, good I'm buddy. reading it at the same time here. His buddy's name was uh, Tumor. Hey, he was in Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yeah. Michael O'Keefe. Hey, he's a pretty good actor. Well, that's not the movie I'm talking about. What, well, what's the movie? No, I'm going through the list over here. Well, Dark Secret should... of Harvest Home, Great Lady Down, Caddyshack. The Slugger's movie. Wife. There it is. That's what it was called, The Slugger's Wife? Yeah, it's a baseball movie. A.K.A. A. Neil Simons. I've Slugger's never heard wife. of it. But... Yeah. I'll be damned. Well, you don't want to see it, believe me. Trust me. Just too many bad sports movies. Name, name me a really good sports movie, other than Brian's song. Which really wasn't that good of a movie. It was just a tearjerker. But uh, what was a great sports movie? Shaolin, Can't do it. Shaolin Soccer. What? That's a comedy. Chinese comedy. Sports movie. Martial Seriously, arts. what? Name me a real serious... Huh? What about that Jimmy Pearsall story that with Anthony Perkins? Hey, Tony. You fairy. Uh, what I, was that called? I like, uh, I like Major League. I like uh, 61. 61, the yeah. Roger Maris story? Yeah. What about that was the Roger Maris story? Yeah. Well, see, I just guessed. Um, what about Rocky? Rocky, I like the Rockies. Oh, well, I don't know. I've never been out there. They're nice. Mm. You like the Rockies? That's because you like Burgess Meredith because he was in Batman. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, the great escape of the natural. We like Burgess Meredith on the show, and he's dead, but that's too bad. So anyway, do I want to read this other thing? I'll get to it. About the lineup. WQAM, hello. Okay. WQAM, hola. Hello. Sounded like he was in the middle of lunch. You know food yet for you guys? No, I think we're uh, skipping lunch today. Well, after John the Baker yesterday and 4,000 pounds right. of food, you probably have like a a need. Yeah, I'm visiting Pupik. WQAM, hello. Hitler! <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh... Movie I like to watch all the time, Rounders. Rounders? Yeah, it's a poker movie. Sounds, Matt like that, sounds like that Perry Como song. Okay. <laughs> Matt Damon and Edward Norton. And then on holiday time, I always have to see uh, Christmas Vacation. Okay, thanks, Pally. 
Right. Oh, rounders, rounders, find a wheel. Find a wheel. And it goes round and I, I could have sang that song. Just, yeah, you could have. Yeah. But then again, I wasn't some uh, barber. Some Guinea barber from wherever the hell he's from. Where was he from? He's dead, by the way, and Bud Davies still pissed off about it. Five, six, maybe Bud Davies is dead, too. Did, I'm, I'm trying to think. Didn't we have a thing where Bud dead babies died? Yeah, they now called up and said it's not babies. true, I think. I'm oh, not I, sure. I don't know. Well, whatever. I don't remember. The fact is, FYI, Joe Rose has been really bashing 790's management. And anyone can, uh, he can the last few days. He wants out over there is what I'm hearing. He hates them like poison. He's embarrassed and humiliated to be on over there. I think he would love to get fired so QM could woo him back now that there's a new program dude. There, uh, no, it's not a new program. we got a new GM. Forget about the program dude. He's clueless. He called me yesterday and said, but don't remember like that. Just leave me alone, Clarence, okay? Don't bother me no more. Don't bother me no more. Oh, and he did thank me after I embarrassed him. He would thank me for uh, bailing the station out of that pool and making us look like uh, fantastic and make them look stupid across the street. Very well, insincere, by the way. He didn't oh, even know what I was talking about. What? That being said, here would be a perfect lineup for QM says P-E-S-T. 5 to 7 a.m., the big, oh. he is tolerable at that time slot. In other words, this guy gets up around 7.10. 7 to 10 a.m., Joe Rose is available. If not, keep the fat guy. It says, I switched to Hank during Joe's commercials. Oh, well, thank you so much. 10 to 2, the gorilla, of course, with the sidekick, George. The other guy who works with you is too vanilla for me. Would that mean Josh? Yeah. I'll work on uh, well, becoming chocolate. Yeah, he has a chocolate ass. Just haven't seen that side of him. George at least stimulates the mind. Is clever at times. Well, not at this particular time. George, it's weird, but before all the censorship BS, I couldn't listen to you for a whole show. But when you were forced by Gestapo to change, I think you got a lot better. Yeah, when you stopped relying on filth to, for entertainment, I think that really was a positive. I still love my filth. Two to four has to be Curtis because Bo is too bland at this time. I think he left off at any time. Four to seven p.m. No brainer. Mad Perro. Is that how you say dog? Perro. Very really? Good. Yeah. Perro. Perro. That's right. Perro. You got to roll it. If you don't roll it. You're saying butt. Well, the mad butt. Seven p.m. to I never put Bo or anybody because I don't listen past seven. And of course, uh, uh, and then it says here are the unlistenables in order from worse is not worse. They never said it. You sending it to me now? Now. <laughs> Oh, Riley, I'm I'm not I'm sorry. No, that's it. You're done, Riley. You're you know, mean well, but you, you know, he wants to do the whole show, he just wants to take the show over. And again, the question is, other than Godfather, a movie you could watch a zillion times. Not a list of movies, not not the fifty thousand movies that since you have no life you're gonna sit and watch them all over and over again. All I did was imaginary heroes, that's the only one I put on there, because I'm smitten with it. Okay? And just because you think Amiel Hirsch is some little pansy he don't look like a pansy. He looks, uh, I don't know, kind of gay. Yeah, well, you really think he looks like a pansy, Emil Hirsch? Are you kidding me? If, if he wouldn't have been in those two no, movies, look, I know, I know you like those roles. Purdy boys, but sometimes uh, no, no, uh, he's. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a pretty boy. That's the point. He's, he's, he's a poofta man. He's. he's oh. <laughs> he's a scrungy. I see. <laughs> oh no! What kind of body wash is he using these days, huh? Lilac. Lilac. Yeah, freshly wow. squeezed, but not with his hands. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Maybe his neighbor. Twenty-seven after one at QAM. Okay, guys. Valentine's Day is next Tuesday. 
The last thing you want to do is spend the weekend shopping, so here's what you do. Send a pajamagram. A pajamagram is the perfect way to spoil your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend and give them what they really want. She'll receive the best pajamas delivered in a hat box you'll love, along with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a do-not-disturb sign, all free. Sending a pajamagram only takes minutes, but she'll think you spent a month planning it. Shop online at pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Find all the top brands from comfy to sexy. Great bath and body gifts, too. All the spa stuff that women just love. Plus, the packaging is so amazing, you don't even have to wrap it. They'll do it for you. A pajamagram makes the perfect gift, and best of all, they'll think of you every time she sticks them on. Women want to be pampered, and this is a gift that you'll both love. Don't forget, Valentine's Day delivery is guaranteed, so call right now, 1-800-GIVE-PJs, or visit pajamagram.com right now and tell them that ancient Neil told you to call. Pajamagram.com or on your phone, it's 1-800-GIVE-PJs. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. You fail. true. Here's my story, sad but true. About a girl called Syphilis Sue Had a bug and ran it around Gave it to every guy in town like poison you know what too bad right right he's small potatoes he'll be dead someday so here's this facts again it's a follow-up i don't know if, why, why am i wasting so much time on this because to be honest with you i look at the header and it looks suspiciously like our friend mark but i guess not and then mark will probably fax and say it wasn't me only probably because it says from pes but i think he means p-e-s-t so some guy's just learning uh, oh sorry learning this newfangled fax from laptop oh that must not be mark because he knows his faxes mm-hmm here are the unlistenables in order from worst as to not the worst. Geldy, worst, he says. It's like listening to uh, nails on a chalkboard. I can't, I can't imagine why he would say that. Uh, Sid the Kid Rosenberg, Depot, Bastard, and the Booster. He says all these guys suck, but Geldy's like, listen to nails on a chalkboard, that squeaky, annoying voice. <laughs> kind of like here when Clarence calls. <laughs> That's the one. Let it ride with Richard Pryor. How's uh, Richard Pryor? He's still dead? Yeah. Let yeah, it ride, says Bill and Boca, the best movie ever. 
Did you see that? I think um, that says Dreyfus. Richard. Richard Dreyfus. Pryor Dreyfus. Well, I, I, no matter which one of them was in it, I didn't see it anyway, so how the hell do I know? It does say Dreyfus. I like the spelling on there. Actually, yeah. he may have spelled it wrong, but his D looks like a P. Yes, it does. Bill, I think you've got a P, so you better like leave the room. Huh? Best movie Richard. ever? I don't think so. Well, first of all, Richard Dreyfus was in it. It couldn't possibly be bad. And I, don't give me Jaws, okay? Please don't give me no Jaws. I agree with you about Richard Dreyfus. Very annoying. Oh, and then, you know the worst movie he ever made? Worst Encounters of the Worst Kind. The Goodbye Girl. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Good. Golly, Miss Molly. Richard Dreyfus. And how about Mr. Opus's uh, Weenus? Mm, it was okay. A little contrived. I didn't see it. I don't think I've seen it. If I didn't try to forget you, saw, it. you said you liked it, but, uh, you know, you're I like Mr. Holland's Weenus. That's what you said. Oh. Can't stand him. In fact, I put him in the same category with, um, uh, what's his name, Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. Although Robin Williams, at least, at least, you know, there's some redeeming value that about 100 years ago he was a funny stand-up right, comic. Before you got tired of the act. Right. Well, I'd like Steve Martin. Same thing. Oh. Like Jim Carrey, who was very funny for about three minutes until he made all the facial expressions he knows how to do, and then that was the end of it. Good Canadian boy, by the way, Jim Carrey. That's all I can say for him. Okay, let's see. Uh, Alan in Alexandria, Virginia. A Jewish guy, Alan Friedman in Virginia. All I can say, Alan, is uh, stay undercover. Especially watch out for them ragheads, man. Rewatchable movies. Pulp Fiction. Ah! Okay, I'll put it on there. I actually have tried to watch it. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen the whole thing, mm -hmm. and then I've tried to watch it other times to see if I disliked it as much as I thought I did, and I did. See, and I don't know if Josh will agree or disagree with this. I thought Pulp Fiction, relatively speaking, was better yeah. than Reservoir Dogs. Josh, yeah. any comment? No, I liked Reservoir Dogs. Well, don't be so yeah. vanilla about it now. Right. My bad. Well, whatever. On, if you didn't like Pulp Fiction, I can't imagine I thought, you liking Reservoir Dogs. I thought George keeps telling me you I won't like Reservoir Dogs. So like, I don't think you will. If you don't, you don't like Pulp Fiction, I can't I like it better than Train Spotting. I don't like them Schmitty movies, man. Well, there's no... There's stuff. no thrillet scenes? No. Uh, that I can think of. No Schmidt? No blood. No. And then Roger Rabbit, he says. So the point is, if you didn't like Pulp Fiction, I can't imagine So which imagine one would I like better, Roger Rabbit or Reservoir Dogs? Roger Rabbit. I would. Roger Rabbit was cute. Well, was he really? Yeah, I've never was. seen Roger's Rabbit. Was he as, as cute as Emil Hirsch? You understand it's a, it's a semi-cartoon movie. Yeah. All right. Kind of like uh, Team America. Okay. Something like that. Now, that was with the marionettes. The Roger Rabbit was actually a very good movie. Okay. Well, uh, Alan in uh, Virginia likes him, and he spends a lot of time watching those over and over because, you know, he don't, can't leave the house. When you're a Jew in Alexandria, Virginia, you don't leave the house. Oh, Alexandria, I guess, is like D.C., right? And with this crowd we got in there right now, unless you're a right-wing Jew, like a self-hating right-wing Jew, like some of these, like uh, Miss Fudge and some of that crowd. Oh, brother. They just twist and turn my kishkis, those right-wing Jews. Oh, God. Like a guy who used to be one of my attorneys, but isn't anymore. Just for, like, uh, you know, piddly stuff. That used to forget every year anyway. Hollywood detective indicted for wiretaps. Celebrity sleuth attorney Anthony Pellicano, once hired by some of the biggest names in Hollywood, was charged with illegally wiretapping. A lot of that illegal wiretapping going on these days and obtaining confidential records of performers, urinalists, and powerful executives in indictment unsealed yesterday. Anthony Pellicano. But just, just the name itself elicits... Well, what do you think of the minute you hear that name? Uh, da -da -da -da. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that's what you think of. Right. See, that's a stereotype. It's a very ugly stereotype. It's like saying that the Muslims, a lot of them are like uh, ragheads. You know, that's bad. I mean, there might be some truth to it. It would be like saying that people in India are like curryheads. You know, smell uh, 
Oh. I don't know about you. Do you like curry? Uh, no, not really. Josh? Curry sauce I can eat on something. Oh. Man. You know, everybody I know hates curry. I don't know what that is. The only one I ever knew who liked curry was Anna Squeak. Among those whose privacy Pelicano was accused of breaching through wiretaps or illicit database searches were entertainers Sly Stallone. Were you just talking about Rockies? Absolutely. I mean, Gary Shandling. Oh, God, there's another one. Can't, excuse me, Spilkies, Gary Shandling. He, I just see him and I get one to vomit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like a step away from uh, Seinfeld. I think you're too, too, just too Jewish. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He's just too, like a nanny, too Jewish. <laughs> oh, Kevin Nealon and Keith Carradine, as well as former New York Times reporter Bernard Weinraub, who sounds awfully Jewish, too, and two partners of leading talent from creative artist agency Kevin Huvane and Brian Lord. Other suspected Pelicano targets, according to the indictment, were real estate developer Robert McGuire, the late Herbalife co-founder Mark Hughes, by the products, and five women who accused software millionaire John Gordon Jones of raping them. Pelicano 61, whose clients have included top Hollywood uh, entertainment lawyers and executives, as well as celebrities, including, wait till you hear this list, Tom Cruise, John Travolta, and Michael Jackson, <laughs> pleaded not guilty as a yesterday. You see anything in common there? You see a common thread? Yeah, I do. He was charged with six other individuals in a 110-count indictment returned by a federal grand jury last Wednesday, two days before Pelicano completed a 30-month prison sentence for federal firearms violations. This guy's got all kinds of surreys. He was released last Friday from a federal prison turned over to U.S. Marshals. A U.S. magistrate yesterday ordered Pelicano to be held without bond. If convicted, the former private eye faces up to 20 years in prison on each of the racketeering charges against him. He's been quoted as vowing he'll never betray his high-profile former clients, though the case has been closely watched in Hollywood for signs that more powerful people might be caught up in the investigation. Several show business heavyweights have answered questions from federal agents who appeared before the grand jury conducting the probe, among them Paramount Pictures Group Chairman Brad Gray, Universal President Ron Meyer, and veteran entertainment lawyer Bert Fields. I wonder if he's kin to Peppy Fields, or Cody Fields, or Strawberry Fields. One-time Disney executive Michael Ovitz, the founder of the CAA, who found himself at odds with his successors at the talent agency, also was questioned by investigators in the New York Times. Anthony Pelicano, FBI agent searching his West Hollywood office, found computer files containing large volumes of wiretap notes and transcript, as well as firearms, grenades, and explosives. Wow. Even the Muslims are going to stay the hell away from him. The weapons discovery led his guilty plea on felony firearms charges in October 2003 and a two-and-a-half-year prison toy. So, Kenneth Masmacho, Muhammad, Abraham, Solomon, Jesus, Buddha, Joseph Smith, uh, Joseph, who? Yoshki. Yoshki. Well, I already said Jesus. Yoshki is Jesus. Okay. I know, but I and don't like be don't there. be going around calling Jesus Yoshki because it's not? a very derogatory term. And then there's going to be a lot of really upset to Goyim marching out there and uh, carrying on and waving stuff and burning buildings down. It's derogatory. So don't be talking. Yes. What does it mean? Jesus. Oh well. Yoshki. Jesus. It's a Christ. sarcastic. That's right. The sarcastic term. It's, it's like uh, talking about uh, silly ass Goyim. It's the same thing. Although Goyim by itself just means Gentiles. That's all. It doesn't have to be. No, you on mean it's derogatory. The, yes, of course. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> hey, listen, I pick on all of them, okay? All the Getchkis. The Jewish Getchkis, the Goyesha Getchkis, the Muslim Getchkis, lately, especially out of control. Over the top. Over the top, boys, okay? 
Cut the comedy. Cut the crap. Okay, we'll just contrive. All they're looking to do is stir up the crap. Okay, just looking for another convenient excuse to act like a bunch of vile animals, like my grandmother used to say. Vile animals. Your behavior is vile, okay, and it's giving me a pile. God. Well, what is this? They're still doing the funeral here, for Christ's sakes. Who did mow? Rosa Parks, Pat Robertson, or uh, Coretta Scott King? Huh? Well, I mean, how long does this go on? How, how much time you got? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Jesus Yoshi. Jesus Christ. Yoshi. <laughs> what would you, with WWJT, what would Yoshi think? Okay, it's, look at this. We're way past the break. 17 till uh, 1. We got Curtis at 2. Mad Dog at 4. Panther PB at 6.30. Panthers at the Caps at 7. Well, if they can't beat a girls team, in any case, 10 o'clock tonight. The same girls team that beat the Leafs for one last Friday. Okay, guys, Valentine's Day is next Tuesday. The last thing you want to do is spend your weekend at the mall. I got three words for you. Vermont Teddy Bear. Call one of their bear counselors, 1-800-829-BEAR, and they'll help you choose the perfect bear for your wife or girlfriend or both. They'll deliver right on Valentine's Day with free chocolate and a gift card in their famous box. Ask about the Love Bandit Bear, the Lover Boy Bear, the Mad About You Bear, or the, the brand-new Red Hot Redneck. For about the price of a dozen roses that'll be wilted and dead in just a couple of hours, you'll be giving her something she'll love forever. She'll be clinging to it, and the bear, too. Vermont Teddy Bears are the only bears handmade in America and guaranteed for life. And best of all, she'll think of you every time she hugs her bear. Make this the best Valentine's Day ever with a gift you'll love. And always remember, call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com today. Send a creative alternative to flowers. Valentine's Day delivery is guaranteed. Be sure and tell that Neil told you to call. You can shop online at vermontteddybear.com or better yet, call 1-800-829-BEAR. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yeah. Talk radio I've ever heard in my life is on WRD. Absolutely. I was riding on a train to Austin, Texas. Oh, when a very lovely lady sat next to me. When she got up to eat, she asked if I would hold her sight. I was more than happy to, and now there's more I'd like to do. I want to kiss her, but Rectum. she won't let me. I want to whisper sweet nothings in her ear. I want to hold her behind closed doors and more. I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. When she returned, she said she was an actress. She showed me an album of pictures of her opening, which she'd been sitting on. Seemed as sweet as she could be, but I could clearly see she was the kind of girl who stole men's hearts and wrecked them. Wrecked them. I wanna kiss her, but she won't let me. Alright. I wanna whisper sweet nothings in her ear. I wanna hold. Sir, but 
It's 11 before 1 at 560 WQAM. That's where you are, baby. QAM. Got it? Mark it down on your arm, on your uh, each cheek. Rectum. That's it. Wait till you hear this. You're going to, like, fall off your cheek. You better strap it in. Oh, you wouldn't be surprised. You know, we got a We got a Nazi government. I, I, wanna, I think the Democratic Party, what they ought to do is, like, take an hour, take two hours, and buy two hours of network time and have Howard Dean go on there and just scream and rant and rave like Howard Beale. I'll chip in. I mean, the stuff that's going on now, it's, just, it's not just the, uh, the eavesdropping and the uh, wiretapping and the opening of people's mail and, and the long litany of illegal things that they're doing and all the secrecy from the very beginning, from the secret energy meetings with Kenny Boylay and everybody, that they still won't tell us who the hell was in them. President George W. Bush took a swipe at Big Bird in his ilk today, yesterday, as he proposed slashing funds to public broadcasting by more than $150 million. Hundred and fifty million. They can they flush that down the toilet in about a half an hour on their pork barrel bullcrap. On pork. Mm-hmm. And I got news for you, the Orthodox ain't too happy about it. And neither are the uh, Muslims. And the president's two thousand seven budget see they they stole that from the Jews for Christ's sakes, you know, for Yushki's sake. Just like the the Catholics stole the uh, beanies. Can't you guys come up with something original you when you're busy killing people? Don't wipe that bogey. At least on. when the Jews were killing people, they came up with their own headgear. In the President's 2007 budget request, funding for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting will be cut by $53.5 million next year and $50 million mo in 2008. No mo. Those cuts don't reflect others made in funding at the Education and Commerce Departments and the elimination of specific programs for digital TV conversion and satellite delivery system. Public broadcasting officials estimate the entire budget cuts run $157 million over the two-year period. Oscar the Grouch has been friendlier to the Sesame Street characters than President Bush, who has chosen to make huge cuts to children's TV programs, said Representative Edward Markey of Massachusetts. In a world of fast and furious TV with ratings-driven content, the public broadcasting system represents the last stronghold of quality child-oriented programming. We owe this to America's children, he said. The cuts in public broadcasting are part of an attempt by the White House to reduce the country's red ink, oh yeah, as the administration seeks more money for the military and seeks to make Bush's first-term tax cuts permanent for the rich. I mean, you stop and think about this and you want to swoon. Can't afford the, uh, you know, the rich to be paying any more taxes no more, but we've got to cut money from uh, PBS because they're a bunch of liberal bastards. Attempts by conservative Republicans to cut CP- a corporation for public broadcasting funds are nothing new. Many conservatives view the public broadcasting as a bastion of liberalism. 
While there have been attempts to make cuts, the service has wide support in Congress from Republicans and Democrats who like its dedication to public affairs and educational programming. Last year, an overwhelming majority in Congress voted to restore cuts proposed by the administration. This year, those cuts go even deeper, and it could be more difficult to win the fight in Congress, said John Lawson, president and CEO of the Association of Public Television Stations. We've dealt with cuts from this White House every year, but these are the deepest he's ever presented, Lawson said. We see a clear and present danger here. It took an advertising campaign from public TV to mobilize the services supporters, something that might not be as effective the second time around, he said. This is a tough environment in Washington right now. We're competing with other priorities, Lawson said. If you don't make your case, you lose. We won last year, but only after we asked the stations to go on the air and tell the communities what was happening. It's an effort we won't foreclose, but if you do that every year, it loses its effectiveness. We're going to try to win this one on the ground. How do you like that? They got them down on the ground. Downtown. And a heck of a job, by the way, Mickey Brown. Or is that Alan T. Brown? I'm sorry. All the Browns all the time. Five six seven oh five sixty. Do you have any idea what I was just talking about? No. PBS baby, cutting and slashing. The only people are going to be allowed to be on the air is Ileana Rosanna Dana and the Pat Robertson twenty four seven. The assassination of the hour. Now they showed that cartoon. Remember that one yesterday they showed on there. With right. Pat Robertson. Sure. I don't see any of the even even the fanatical Southern Baptists. I don't see them screaming. They're not killing anybody yet. Maybe a few abortions. Well, they're not they're, they're whining about it. They always whine. Were they whining about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. You can whine yeah. all you want. Exactly. If something offends you, whine about it. Yeah. But don't go running around burning places down and uh, killing people under the excuse that you're offended. Too freaking bad you're offended. Okay. I think somebody needs to teach some of them uh, ragheads a lesson right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's get somebody, let's get Harry Truman back. He's not going to mess around sending all our troops over there to get killed. He'll just uh, teach a quick lesson. And then they'll say, oh, you know, there'll be, uh, did we put Truman on our pool? Thought we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Harry. Then all of a sudden they'll be real friendly and real subservient. Harry Truman, has he got votes on air? I don't see him. Oh, he's got a vote. Probably the guy that called it in. Probably some guy that says, oh, we should let all those Americans get killed instead of, uh, you know, bringing those Japs to their knees. You don't see that Hirohito invading Pearl Harbor anymore, do you? Or any less. Yeah. I mean, just because they're selling all them damn cars. Who is the most despicable murderer of all time? And by the way, how's that uh, sales chick coming? When I came in there that day and gave me the big song to dance, but beep, but remember that? Which uh, which one? And which I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. It had something to do with cars. Remember that? Yeah, March 1st, you were told. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're writing these things down on your wrist. I didn't. It was kind of a token memento. Who is the most despicable murderer of all time? Hitler, 444. Lovely mustache. And the world looked the other way because the world didn't give a damn about the Jews and the gypsies and the fags or anybody else. All they cared about was their own ass. Then when their own ass started getting like, uh, you know, when he started bombing like uh, London and when he uh, went into Russia, which was a bad mistake. And then all of a sudden he decided he was maybe thinking about coming over here. And we said, oh, we better not do that no more. And so Roosevelt got the warning about Pearl Harbor, and he kind of like, oh, that, that's convenient. It's kind of like, like 9-11, you know. Same thing, very convenient. And so we sat back, and we let them uh, bomb Pearl Harbor, and we said, oh, we're going to go to war with them. And at the same time, because, because it's convenient, we'll go to war with Germany, too. How's that? Okay, we'll take it. Worked out fine. A lot of dead people, though. Hitler, 444. George W. Bush, 271. Speaking of a lot of dead people, oh, my God. They're dying like it's four more American soldiers today in Iraq. Every day. They're just numbers on a sheet of paper, and you have to even look hard now to find them because the media has decided, well, it ain't big news no more. You know? Who cares? Small potatoes. 
Stalin, 93. 9-11 Saudi hijacker, 75. Susan Smith, 42. Osama Yamama, 39. Tim McVeigh, 29. O.J. Simpson, 27. Paul Pott, 26. Killed over a million people in Cambodia. Over a million. And he's only got 26 votes. Piker. Well, we don't care about the Cambodians anyway, do we? No. No. Uh, Andrea Yates, 25. Jeffrey Dahmer, 9. Lee Harvey Oswald, 8. Charles Manson, 8. Ted Bundy, 8. 4 for uh, Jim Jones and his Kool-Aid. John Wayne Gacy, 4. Boy, can you imagine that stench? Joseph Mangala, 3. Jack Ruby, 3. Uh, Lieutenant William Cowley, 2. Like Greg Reed used to say, me lie? Jack the Ripper, 2. Leopold and Loeb, 2. 1 for Harry Truman, General Sherman. Uh, Eric uh, Harris and Dylan Cle uh, Cle Klebold, 1. Dennis Rader, 1. Eric and Lyle Menendez, 1. Bad Hairpiece. James, uh, James Earl Ray Jones, 1. David Berkowitz, 1. None for Lizzie Borden. Charles Whitman. Charles Ing. Uh, Eileen Warnos. Albert DeSalvo. Ed Gein. Marshall Applewhite, John Mohammed, the, uh, the sniper guy, Richard Ramirez, Richard Speck, Gary Gilmore, and Sirhan Sirhan. Out of 1,134 votes, you notice we got past 1,100, never even mentioned 1,000. Oh, That's happened? the kind of big momentum we got now. Oh, do, do, we got do, do, the do, big do. Mo going now, baby. Know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So who would you rather have back, Mo or Joe? Mojo? Can we have both? Do we have shoes? Yeah. When you're shopping for shoes... Comfort and fit is what it's all about, so head over to Brandy's Shoes for the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes. You're going to love Brandy's. You'll be buying your shoes there all the time because they've got that unbeatable combination. When it comes to comfort, style, fit, and value, price, they're unbeatable. And Brandy's doesn't carry off-brand shoes either, only the top brands. Every major brand ever invented, and some uh, haven't been invented yet. They got them. Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, New Balance, Mephisto, SAS, and lots more. And the professional shoe fitters, including our friend Arnie, will make damn sure you get the perfect fit at the right price when you take your feet to Brandy's. Brandy's even specializes in wide widths for those of you fat people out there with big, wide, fat ones. Brandy's is worth the trip from any place in town. You'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open every single day, Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And this week is a great time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's. Take 20 to 40 bucks off the retail price of all great men's and women's styles. So be sure and get your ass into Brandy's this week, or do your shoe shopping right on your ass there on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Okay, I was in the car about a half an hour ago listening to you. First of all, Nick Carter has more talent in his right toe than you will ever have, and he's not a pineapple head, you stupid fat faggot. Yay. Oh, forgot to mention it's the one to two hour, by the way. Did we forget to mention that? You did that? It's the one to two hour. We dance like sissies, we sing. Like wussies, but we must tell you, we swear we're not gay. If you wore these outfits to class, they would kick your ass. Let them. Twelve-year-old girls who think we're 
Females, you know, from about like 10 to uh, what, 50? 10 to 11. Always falling in love with the, well, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like the Lynn Samuel syndrome. Always yeah, wanting the unobtainable. 5670560. Oh, now, I, th- I think we're going to do the uh, movie thing tomorrow. Okay. I mean, today for tomorrow. I mean, later on, you know what I'm saying? Like in the foreseeable future. Other All than right. Godfather, a movie that you could watch a zillion times. I'm talking about like, you know, no matter when it comes on TV, you can't turn it off, and you just keep watching and watching right. and watching because you just love it. You're into it. Mm-hmm. You're you're immersed in it. And I'm really. Oh, there's your president again, by the way, with his photo op of the day at the funeral. Needed more than a safe home. Oh God. Oh, he must be talking about them poor schleppers from New Orleans again, huh? Them chocolate people that have no home. What a what a heartless, miserable, right wing fascist bastard. That's all I can say. And that's the good stuff I can say about your president. Okay. Man. Other than Godfather, a movie you could watch at any time. Here's what we have on the list so far. Fargo, Imaginary Heroes. I think I'll watch it again. I'm going to go out and give me a copy of it. Imaginary Heroes or Fargo? I got Fargo. I'll send you Imaginary Heroes back. I can make a copy, keep my copy, and send you the original. What do you mean send it to me back? I never sent it to you. I had Amazon.com send it to you. Well, that's what I mean. Oh. Okay. I'd like to have my own copy so it's like real nice and crisp and clear, you know? That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Crisp and queer. Why do you say such crap? You don't know. You would know Emil Hirsch from Sonny Hirsch. I saw that much, boy. At least as much of it as no, I. Well, stand. that's a movie. It's just a movie. Right. Just because he was. Oh, I don't know anything about him personally. Well, there you go. Maybe he's getting more ass than you'll ever get. Well, well I that's my that way. Yeah, okay, yeah. moving along. <laughs> oh, I sure fell into that one. Oops, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Heat, Wizard of Oz, Joe Dirt. Blazing Saddles, My Cousin Vinny. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this list, and, I, you know, to each his own, we're asking your opinion. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Was that uh, Steve uh, Schmendrick? Steve Martin and John Martin? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. It was okay. West Side Story, Minority Report, Reservoir Dogs, or is that Reserver Dogs, The Great Escape, The Natural. Oh, Robert Redford movie. <laughs> uh, Rounders, Let It Ride, Pulp Fiction, or Roger Rabbit. That was the guy's name at, at Paxson, Roger. Roger. Yeah. Yeah. You're that right. was the guy. With, remember that? Yes. yes. I'll think of his last name. Evil, evil one who was always going to email me this and email me that. Yeah, email your mama, okay, Roger, whatever his name was. You know who I mean. Not uh, Roger I Thorpe. Do. God, an evil door. Another one in corporate uh, jackass is Todd in Hollywood Chronic. Haven't heard from Todd in a long time, okay? Air America is currently running Al Franken and Jim Rohn simultaneously, and nobody is picking up the data power numbers for INZ. Is this Clear Channel trying a new format? They still suck, and so does Dwight Lauderdale, says Todd. 
Uh, let me let me see if I can read that again. Air America is currently running Al Franken and Jim Rome simultaneously, and nobody is picking up the data broad numbers for our WINZ. What, what what does that mean? I don't understand what that means. What part? Oh, in other words, I guess what he's saying is they're calling calling in. Well, what are you doing listening over there anyway, Todd? Huh? Huh? Call in there trying to help them out. Don't call. Let them continue. Maybe they're trying to, if they figure they can combine those two shows, they can get a number. They can get about a three. You know? yeah, double the share. Al Frank can get about a point nine, and Roman can get about a one one. Like I said, get a two. What's it to you? Five six seven oh five sixty. I guarantee Al Franken don't take stupid polls on his show, and he sure as hell don't have no audience either. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? All right. Got a couple for the two different polls. Yep. One is Spartacus. Okay. And the uh, Spartacus with Tony Curtis and uh, Kurt Douglas. Yes, okay. I am Spartacus. And Wait. the other would be Ariel Sharon for the murder. Oh, good choice. And by, by the way, how's he doing lately? He's a vegetable. <laughs> I hope it's kosher. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Okay. No, are, are there non-kosher vegetables? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Trafe, the trafe vegetable? Yeah. How about rutabaga? I don't know. I don't know. I know that borscht is good with horseradish on it. Ooh, you ever eat borscht? You ever eat horseradish? Actually, yeah. you're supposed to eat horseradish on gefilte fish. And don't be telling Josh not to eat gefilte fish. Although it's really, you like the show, it's kind of tasteless. Well, so let's get Ariel that. Sharon on there. But, but isn't, isn't it interesting that we hear absolutely nothing? Zero. Nothing. nothing. This guy could have been dead for the last month for all we know. And possibly, uh, you know, how do you like that? I mean, talk about conspicuous by its absence. Isn't it a little bit, doesn't it strike you a little bit strange? I nope. mean, the first, the, first, the first few days there after his second massive stroke, we're hearing about a beep, but a boop, just like uh, Yasser Amafart. We weren't hearing anything at all. He was dead. He wasn't dead. All kinds of uh, conflicting reports. All kinds of stories out there on the street. And Clemenza and the Sonny was saying, who, who said that? If we lose the old man, who said that? Oh, that was Robert uh, Duval. Yeah. Said that. If we lose the old man. That's what George is saying to Josh all the time. If we lose the old man. We're unemployed. Yeah. No, you, you, what are you talking about? Joe Bell loves you. He says you're adequate. Well, I'll take it. Which is an improvement That's over the previous step guy. up. The previous guy said you were Un adequate, which isn't even the right grammar. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Listen, did you hear that Don Stewart died? Who? Don Stewart. He played oh, Dan, Mike Bauer. Dan Stewart. Oh, Don Stewart. Yeah, Don Stewart. I meant Dan Stewart. Dan no. said, oh, we're fine. Well, isn't that a shame? You know, he's only 110 years old. He now, maybe that's why, years he, old maybe that's why he wasn't at the Bauer picnic this summer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, and whatever happened, to Philip, whatever happened to Philip that was supposed to be still alive, we're supposed to forget about it, huh? He refused to come back on the show. Oh, is that what it was? Yep. Well, are you kidding me? So, in other words, they give us this phony storyline, and they set up this whole phony marriage between Beth and Alan based on Philip is going to get drawn out, and all of a sudden he doesn't come back on the show. Well, screw him. Right. They, th they like thought had, they'd bring him back, but he refused to come looked back. Looked like he had the skin pulled over his bones on his face. He was so gone. Okay, thanks. All right, bye. Thanks for the bad news. Don Stewart is that he played Mike Bauer in The Guiding Light for 100 years, and every year he'd come back on the show for like one day. Christmas time, you know. Maybe Papa Bauer and uh, Bert Bauer are coming back, too. Remember all the Bowers? Hank Bauer, Johnny Bauer? Stephen Johnny Bauer, Sauer? Stephen Bauer, Michelle Bauer from the uh, Yeah, movie. Stevie Bauer, my buddy. What was the movie he was in? I told you that he was... Uh, what was that movie? Oh, you, you, that's the one you just saw, isn't it? Or was he in Sleepers? Which one? I mean, the one I'm that you just saw with Edward Norton, the one I just sent you. Oh, he was in that. 
Yeah, he was was his... Right, he was kind of like his uh, small-time oh, gangster buddy. Primal Fear. Primal Fear. He was in there, Stevie Bauer. Right. He, he's good. He's a pretty good actor. He's you know, we fine. make a lot no of fun of him, but he's a good actor. He's had his issues, but then again, who hasn't? Let's see. Dumb and Dumber and Jurassic Park and Jaws. And well, just, there's just too many movies on here, so I'm just going to throw the whole thing away. Huh? From Iodine. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Give us one. Maybe I can cut you a little slack, Roberta Flack, and give you two. But not, not a list of uh, every movie that was ever made. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, I, I, I just don't buy that. There just aren't that many movies that I want to see. I mean, and there are a few, but over and over, I don't think they understand the magnitude of this. Like, if Imaginary Heroes was on every night, I'd watch it every day. For a while, and of course, I'd start puking from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you... Now, you didn't like it quite that much. So. No, not quite. But it I, I just, I don't know, I just thought it was... Uh... And you're always, like I said, you're always complaining about lousy endings. It had a, granted, it was a syrupy ending, but it ended, okay? There are other questions that we have. There were at least that I'm thinking about, like maybe what happened after that, you know? Well, that's not so much a question as you just want it to keep going. Yeah, I sure do. I want to see what's going on. Where it goes, yeah. Yeah, and I know exactly where that one's going, where it's ending up. Twelve minutes after one. Hey, listen, you're the guy that's uh, sending me bareback cowboy. That's that's right. laughing oh, about I can't wait to talking about that. Flicks. I don't know if I want to watch that. Oh, you have to. You have to. For the well, sake Jake of the Gyllenhaal audience. was in Donnie Darko and he died in the end, so to speak. But okay. it's well where you said. Maybe I'll send you Donnie Darko. I got it. You want it? Yeah. I didn't know you had I'll, it. I'll ship it out to you. I got it right, right. in the other room. I've seen it. It's you a very good movie. Just right. because Josh is all bent out of shape that he ruined the ending for everybody, he dies. I mean. Isn't that what the whole movie is leading up to anyway, that he's supposed Whatever. to die? I, I don't care that you ruined it. Not really. It anyway. It's not? No. Well, he keeps thinking that, though. We don't want to let him down. And in Jake Gyllenhaal's case, maybe he should have died before he got, uh, you know, before he, his career kind of bottomed out, if you pardon that expression. Rectum. That's what the George told me. And, and that coin is, uh, see, Heath Ledger to me, I still say, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what the deal is. I'm, I'm sure he's a good actor. What did I see him in? I saw him in some movie. What was he in? Oh, uh, Monsters Ball. Yeah, he he was fine he in that was movie. Fine. No right. I mean, he didn't have like the major role in that movie, but he was fine. He mm-hmm. did uh, okay. But that that's what I that's what he impresses me as. He's like uh, not like a great leading actor or something right. like that. And they're making such a big fuss about him. That should tell you there's a really great dearth of uh, you know. You got your Jude Law, and uh, who else? I mean, you know, Matt Damon. Hey, Matt. You fairy. And uh, what else? Great fiends. Like I said, rest my case. Do not, I beg you, do not see. I mean, that movie got so much hype and it got all these yeah. awards. The constant gardener. You'll have a constant agita on your puppet when you see that. El Paso. El Paso, believe me. He is just so boring. 113 at 560 WQM. I've been telling you about dry concepts for a very, very long time, and I've used them myself for over 20 years in a variety of joints, and they're the best. And right now, I encourage you to take advantage of Dry Concepts maintenance contract that provide you with a 10% discount on all Dry Concept services, including their one-of-a-kind carpet cleaning, leather, drapery, or rental rug cleaning. They also specialize in pet odor treatments, ceramic tile and grout cleaning, mattress cleaning to say goodbye to those dust mites, and lots more. And during this month, during February, Dry Concepts has got a special offer for you on upholstery cleaning. Don't replace your furniture just because it's soiled. Let Dry Concepts rejuvenate your furniture at just a fraction of cost of replacing it or reupholstering it. 
All of the Rock Concept technicians are specially trained. They really know their stuff to give you the best possible service. And they always give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start the job. No scams, no ripoffs, no disappointment at the end of the job. So don't be fooled by the imitators. You made a big investment with decorating your home. Now it's time to protect that investment. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free in Dave Broward in the Palm Beaches, 1-800-248-5071. And don't forget the February special upholstery cleaning. 1-800-248-5071. Around the worldwide Wicked Web, log on to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Absolutely. If anybody has opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question. Just follow on the faith. Everybody's turning black. In the act of patriotism, you're watching all of you. Everyone got a suspicion. So what? What you do? This is information, and all you mindless fools in Bush Fatherland Nation. USA. You gotta hate those Jews and Clinton liberals too. Believe everything we tell you and the Satan run news. Blood war and for corporate. Fill up your escalade. A Reuben Cheney Bush venue. We don't like to see our jobs go, a bad economy's good, we're fascinated by J-Lo, don't read no stupid books, all now are embracing the tax American way. Everybody's turning fascist. Fascist USA. Oh. 119 at QAM. Uh, I don't know why you keep sending me those iodine faxes from wherever that person is named iodine. Yeah. Because it burns, man. burns my ass. I thought it says Indy. Well, whatever the hell it says. I don't know what it says. But, uh, you know, then they keep adding oh. to the list. Here, here's another I one. Dying. You know? Whatever. I'm dying from that. I'm dying over here. How about Rocky Horror Picture Show for the pool? Now, see, that's right up the alley because there are a lot of people because it's a cult classic. Well, it's a, it's a thing to do, not a thing to watch. And, well, it may be to throw tomatoes at the TV screen. How do you know? You don't watch it on TV. You can, but that's not, that's not how it's done. That's not part of the routine. No, no. you got to go there. No thanks. Rice in your hair. Dutch Prime Minister calls for global calm. Did I say Dutch or Danish? Did I say Dutch? You said Dutch? No, meant Danish. Same difference. Not. Denmark's prime minister on Tuesday called protest over drawings of the Prophet Muhammad a global crisis and appeal for calm. Calm down, you maniacs! We're now facing a growing global crisis, Anders Fogh Rasmussen said. It's now something else than drawings in Yalen's Pustin. 
The Islands Post and a Danish newspaper first published the drawings that have sparked violent protests in Muslim countries worldwide. They've since been reprinted in media around the world. And the Muslims are just rattling their spears and yanking their burqas. Demonstrators in Afghanistan today clashed with NATO forces and three protesters were killed. Now it's become an international political matter. He said, I urge common steadiness. Outraged Muslim demonstrators who set fire to the Danish embassies in Syria and Lebanon have held chaotic protests elsewhere have demanded the Danish government apologize for the cartoons, which Ireland's posted printed way back in September. This is the middle of February already, and they just got around to stirring everybody up. But Falk Rasmussen's statements indicated that Denmark is not contemplating changing its strategy for responding to these spiraling tensions. Rasmussen insisted that Denmark's press freedom culture means the government cannot apologize for what an independent newspaper does. In other words, they don't have government-controlled newspapers, unlike in the USA, government-controlled media. The newspapers apologize for any offense caused to Muslims, but has defended its printing of the drawings as a legitimate exercise in freedom of expression. The drawings, including one depicting the prophet wearing a turban shaped as a bomb, have touched a raw nerve in part because Islam is interpreted to forbid any illustrations of the prophet Muhammad for fear they could lead to idolatry. Or is that adultery? We appeal to Muslims around the world to look beyond the headlines and the rhetoric. Foreign Minister Per Stig Moller said alongside Fog Rasmussen. Earlier, the foreign ministry said the Danish embassy in Jakarta, Indonesia, had been temporarily closed because of fears it would be storm dated. Niels Erik Andersen. I wonder if he's getting to Hans Christian Andersen, you think? Denmark's ambassador, hands down, he gets the job. Denmark's ambassador to Indonesia said Muslims groups started in Indonesia have been burning Danish flags and effigies of Fog Rasmussen. How do you like that? You talk about making a big simus. About nothing. Cartoons came out in September. That makes it even more ludicrous. You know, I read that. Remind me to read it again tomorrow. That's one of the best things I ever read in my life. And if you yeah. had told me I would be Hutchins reading a Christopher Hitchens, Hitchens column, hey. huh? You and me both. The case for mocking religion. I just I emailed it to uh, Eric, uh, to uh, Josh, whoever, to both. We ought to put that on there and keep it on there because, boy, there's, for all of his other failings, and believe me, he's got many of them. He makes me want to barf most of the time. But, boy, you talk about somebody that came out and told it exactly like it is. All you, uh, haven't I told you that's what the world mm -hmm. is all about today? It's religious fanatics yes. against the rest of us. Leave us alone and they won't do it. They're just dragging us down to the gutter of stupidity with them. While, of course, a whole bunch of other lunatics are busy trying to like, squeeze every dime they can out of our ass. But we're going to be exploring those alternative forms of energy. And we're going to be getting away from that uh, dependence on Middle Eastern oil. Right. Right. Who the hell are you kidding? Banned aphrodisiacs so they'll be sold in stores. A new soda promising to sexually arouse the person drinking it will soon be available in stores nationwide. The drink called Turnon is made with guarana, ginseng, and caffeine. The soda was banned in France and Denmark. See what a bunch of troublemakers they are? But makers insist it's safe and works as an aphrodisiac. People who have tested the soda said it tastes like cherry soda. Hmm. Yeah. See a little something uh, subliminal there? I get it. We watched the film, and then afterward I felt like my senses were more like turned on, like I could feel more. I felt more on my skin, a tester said. Maybe they got gnats. Maybe they got, like, rats. Or scabies. That could be it. Doctors have already warned that the drink is not for everybody. Children, pregnant women, and people with high blood pressure and diabetes should avoid the drink, according to the report. And it's probably loaded with sugar. A warning label on the can claims, this beverage will arouse you. I think Tom Cruise has the same warning label on his can. Turn on is sold online for three and a half bucks a can. It'll soon be available in stores. Yada, yada, yada. How do you like that? Turn on. Be watching for it. Just like that Jolt soda, you know, that they make in Rochester right across the lake. Bad mistake. Yeah. 
That's the stuff that Suds was drinking, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. By the gallon. Sure. No wonder he's always whipped up. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes. Neil. Yep. Hey, um, don't watch Reservoir Dogs. It was okay. You're not going to like it. That's what George keeps telling me. I would hate it. Yeah. It's, it, if I never saw it, it would have, you know, no big deal. Okay. Um, isn't it ironic that the people who are um, who was responsible for 9-11, which is the Bush administration, were absolutely doing nothing when they had warnings that we were going to get attacked, is questioning the patriotism of, of average American citizens? And isn't it, isn't it really interesting, since they're telling us about the great war on terror that they're fighting, that all these ragheads from the, who bombed the USS Cole just escaped in Yemen the other day? How do you like that's, that? That's a whole bunch of Al-Qaeda, no less. yeah. Okay. How did they let them out? How come they're still alive? And they're doing such a great job of protecting us against these slime balls of the world, and they can't even keep them behind bars for Christ, for Yarsky's sake. Yeah, because they're all, you know, they're all in it. Okay. Yeah. They're all in bed together, baby. It's one like, like uh, I told you, like Josh's favorite movie. The world is a business, Mister Beale. Everybody should be forced to watch that scene, including Josh Cordes, who just don't even understand what that scene's all about. When you're making the kind of money he has, when he starts getting into finance, that's beyond his scope. He can't even afford a bottle of scope. Try that orange Listerine, man. It's good stuff. Oh, didn't you tell me you're using it? Yeah, the tangerine. Boy, that's the tangerine for a real queen, man. That is the best I've seen. Oh, man, it's a little on the mean side, but leave it to Listerine. No, seriously, yeah, yeah, you can't swish it around in your mouth too long. Can you? <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I'm used to it. Really? Yeah. He's an excellent swisher. Boy, I, I'll tell you, I could get Joyce just wild now, but I'm, I'll pass. <laughs> Don't do it. And Josh. Twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, I will. Twenty-seven after one at five sixty WQM. We got Curtis for the uh, slot for the most slot between two and four. And Jacques Martin, the coach of your Florida Panthers, at three o'clock because it uh, goes with the territory. We have to give them some time. And, you know, you know. And they got the Panthers got some inventory. Remember the day that Muff told us that they got some inventory? Yeah. You know, when, when we start selling some real spots on the station, then it'll be really exciting. If you're in a dead-end job, if you're underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get out of that rut and to get you a new high-paying career, then make it a reality by acting now, by picking up that phone and calling Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They can get you a new high-paying career in just a few short months. They can give you a life. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now as I speak is at an all-time high. And Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, weekend classes, job placement assistance, financial aid for people to qualify. So pick up the phone right now and make a call that can really change your life. Call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web, fasttrain.com, but be sure and do it fast because classes are filling up really quickly. So don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Hop aboard and change your life with a real career and a big fat paycheck that goes along with it. And God only knows what else. Make that New Year's resolution by making that one easy call. Be sure and tell them that Todd Drek told you to call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 560 QAM. Live in Chicago. Oprah. I've been in television since I was 19 years old, and I have never been in this position. I feel duped. 
as you may have heard. Uh, excuse me, hello, Oprah? Yes. Yeah, uh, this is Stedman. I'm calling in on your show okay. from New York, yeah. and uh, I wanted to tell you that I've lied to you, too. Uh, I, I know we've been together for several years, but oh my God. I'm actually married to somebody else. Oh, no. I'm really sorry. But, but. I gotta go. Oh, my God. Oprah, I lied to you, too. Unbelievable. I know. Of all people, you think you could trust your gynecologist. Why would you lie? Oprah, you're a man. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I, 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 uh, Oh, and you should get your prostate checked out. We'll be right back. In the history of the human race, never has any, any creature, male, female, or indifferent, made more money with less talent than that bitch. It just, it just, you know, grinds my ass. I don't Larry begrudge King. anybody, even Bill Gates, uh, Donald Trump, people that we know, uh, Steinbrenner. I don't begrudge. You know, I mean, I like some of those people, but, you know, they made the money. Ted Turner, whatever. But in her case, I'll make an exception because she just, uh, she thinks her stuff don't stink, man. And the women that she's got brainwashed. You know, that, that's like, another one's like another religion. See, uh, let me just say this about the Muslims. What they've done is they've taken the Catholics and they've multiplied times 100. In other words, they, they've done a much better job of brainwashing their people. Mm-hmm. And the reason they can do it is because the Saudi-invented and then Paki uh, um, continued madrasa business where they take the... And, and you see them. You've seen the clips of the kids in those schools, and they're yeah. sitting in there davening, and that's all they, all day long. That's all they learn is religious fanaticism, and we hate the Jews and anybody west of uh, India, and we don't like them either. And it's, it's insanity, madness brainwashing and brainwashing and these people are just full of hate and just like in the garden remember he said they hit us we got to hit them back i say before mm-hmm. they get us we got to get them that's all that, that's what i'm thinking where's harry truman when we needed him instead of all this pussyfooting around in iraq people of iraq are not the enemy okay I, although there's some of them there now thanks to us thanks to your president it's a hotbed for lunatics, just exactly like it was predicted. And the Democrats have got Alzheimer's. They got CA, convenient Alzheimer's. And they wimp around and wimp and wimp and wimp. It's pathetic. Even on the right wing websites, they're talking about how pathetic it is, like on this wiretapping business. And a couple, of, you know, there were a few people yesterday, like they're digging at uh, Hervé Villachez Jr. there, Alberto V05. But I mean, and, and then what? Then what? What happens afterward? All the hearings, all the committees, all the time. Just like the 9-11 Commission. And every, every time you turn around, the New Orleans Commission, the Katrina Commission, the uh, Chocolate Commission. And after this is all done, what happens? Anything? No. And then we move on to some other crap, like this business with uh, taking more um, funding away from PBS. They won't be happy until we have the Heinrich Himmler Hour and Pat Robertson are the only shows we can watch 24-7, with an occasional with a daily guest appearance, a photo op by your uh, Fuhrer. There ought to be a major Fuhrer about it, you know? And there's not. But how about those Steelers? We won the Super Bowl. There you go. Who is the most despicable murderer of all time? We got 1,224 1, votes. Aren't you amazed at that? Amazing. Just just kind of slid right in there. We slid. Like this evening would say, we slid into third. Hitler, 474, no doubt. Well, maybe there is some doubt. Because Bush ain't just getting started now. George W., 299, a very respectable, a, I would say even rock solid second showing. Stalin, 97. 9-11 Saudi hijackers, 82. Susan Smith, 46, Osama bin Laden, 41, Paul Pot, 31, who don't have a pot to a kiss in now. O.J. and Tim McVeigh have each got about 30, man. Andrew Yates, 25. 
Jeffrey Dahmer, 9. Lee Harvey Oswald, 9. Chuck Manson, 8. Ted Bundy, 8. Joseph Mengele, 6. Jim Jones, 4. John Wayne Gacy, 4. Harry Truman, 3. Jack the Ripper, 3. Jack Ruby, 3. Lieutenant William Calley, 2. Dorothy Kilgallen didn't make the list. Dennis Rader, 2. Uh, Leopold and Lieb, Loeb, 2. Loeb. As in ear. Mm-hmm. Earlobe. Oh, look at how he spelled Ariel, Sharon. Like a TV Ariel. Well, it's okay. When, it, when, it, when you're dead, it doesn't make any difference how they spell your name. I, I don't know if he's dead or alive, and I, I, we get nothing. It's one of the great mysteries of all time. And this, With all due respect to Coretta Scott King, uh, this funeral, uh, this has been going on for two solid days now. There must be nothing else going on in the world, you know, like those four dead soldiers in Iraq. It sure kills a lot of good times, so they don't have to give us the, the right. real bad news. Now you got it. Yeah. One for General Sherman, Charles Whitman. What about Walt Whitman? Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, Eric and Lyle Menendez, James Earl Ray, and David Berkowitz each had a single. Only one for the son of Sam. I wonder where that is. None for Lizzie Borden with her 40 wax. Charles Ng, Eileen Warnos, Albert DeSalvo, the Boston Strangler, Ed Gein, Marshall Applewhite, John Muhammad, uh, Richard Ramirez, Richard Speck, Gary Gilmore, and Sirhan Sirhan, who's still trying to get out of that uh, coma. Uh, none. Uh, 1230. 1230, like WJNO, West Palm. 1975, I was at WJNO. By the way, I'm getting a call today uh, after the show from your buddy. My buddy? Kevin Bastard. Oh. The Herald. Right. Well, my 30th anniversary in the market is coming up like in 21 days, 22, whatever the hell it is. It's a short month. 28 days is February and March. Nobody cares. And uh, March 1st. Aren't you excited about it? Thrilled to death. I'm not. 30. About 30, man. In fact, that's what the headline in the story should be. Not that he writes the headline or that I should be telling the Herald what to write. About 30, man. Wouldn't that be a great headline? Well, the Sun Sentinel, of course, hasn't discovered it because little Tommy Jack is busy getting wine to dine still, I'm sure, on the West Coast. And even if he weren't, you don't think the Sun Sentinel will write anything about it anymore, do you? No, no, hell with him. So leave it to our close personal friends. See, I guess Kevin Baxter is about the only person that they hurl that isn't in the pocket of the people across the street. So if he writes, you know, a nice piece or even a not-so-nice piece about my 30 years on the air in South Florida, that'll be like a little something, you know, a little something-something. Which is sure more than the more assistance than we got from inside. We don't want to. But Clarence acknowledged it yesterday when I forced him to do it. Like I said, Clarence, if I want you to know something, if I want Joe Bell to know something, I'll be more than happy to email you, to call you, to leave you a massage, to do something. Don't bother me. Don't bug me, okay? Even if you want to talk to me because I don't want to. You think he's got the message? No. I don't want to. Scientists tell discovery of hundreds of new species in remote New Guinea. You see this story? No. Oh, this is exciting. All right. Lay it on us. Don't, if you let me forget to read that Christopher Hitchens story again tomorrow. I won't. I thought you were going to read it again today. Tomorrow. All right. No, I want to take my time. I want to read it nice and slowly. I want to, like, uh, enunciate and elaborate and uh, emancipate and eraculate. An astonishing, mistrouded, lost world of previously unknown and rare animals and plants high in the mountain rainforest of New Guinea. Now, can we, can we say that? I'm not really sure we can even say that anymore. No. We can't say, how about Old Guinea? Can we talk about Old Guinea? New WAP. <laughs> oh, I can't find that thing. Where's that thing where he says, uh, I don't care? Oh, I see. Here it is. Where he says, I don't care how many Dago Guinea WAP greaseball goombas come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Among the new species of birds, frogs, butterflies, and palms discovered in the expedition through the pristine environment, untouched by man, was the spectacular burlap... Burlapsh, six-wired bird of paradise. Oh, the bird of paradise. Maybe Mo can go there and find paradise for real. 
The scientists are the first outsiders to see it. They could only reach the remote mountain area by helicopter, which they described as akin to finding a Garden of Eden. Most of us are looking for a Garden of Eden. They're finding a Garden of Eden. Don't eat that uh, fruit, man. What Eve, is reach, Eve is reaching for it right now, and I think she's going to eat it. In a jungle campsite surrounded by giant flowers and unknown plants, the researchers watch rare bower birds. See, weren't we just talking about Mike Bauer and Papa Bauer and all them other bowers, Johnny Bauer? Mm-hmm. They watch rare bower birds perform elaborate courtship rituals. The surrounding forest was full of strange mammals, such as tree kangaroos and spiny anteaters, which appeared totally unafraid, suggesting no previous contact with humans. <laughs> yeah, because if they had previous comment, they'd run like uh, con- con- uh, contact. They'd run like hell. Now, that's funny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bruce Beeler of the American group Conservation International, who led the month-long expedition last November December, said, "It is as close to the Garden of Eden as you're going to find on Earth." We found dozens, if not hundreds, of new species in what is probably the most pristine ecosystem in the whole Asian Pacific region. Oh, wait till the bush people find out about that. How many days before they destroy that? About 30, man. There were so many new things, it was almost overwhelming. Can you believe it? All of these things. And we've only scratched the surface of what's there. The scientists hope to return this year. The area, about 300,000 hectares. I have no idea how many acres that is. You know the hectares? No, I think they mean acres when they say that. I remember, uh, no, no, they no, don't mean that. Not, well, then hectares I and acres, I don't think, are the same. What do you mean they mean? This is well, in the Brit. This is exactly. in the British Independent, okay? Brits, exactly. Well, lies in the upper slopes of the Foja Mountains in the easternmost and least explored province of western New Guinea, which is part of Indonesia. The discoveries by the team from Conservation International and the Indonesian Institute of Sciences will enhance the island's reputation as one of the most biodiverse on Earth. The mountainous terrain has caused hundreds of distinct, of distinct species to evolve, often specific to small areas. To evolve sounds like that commie plot again. Don't tell those uh, jackasses in Kansas about that. No. Evolution, my ass. Wow. And then it's got a list here. Did I? I think I uh, sent this to you, didn't I? Yeah. Don't we have it on our website? Josh, pretty sure. Scientists held discovery. I'm sure I did. Because then it's got a list of all the new things they found. Birds, the red-faced wattled honey eater. I got a red-faced wattle. And the breeding grounds of two birds of almost mythical status, the golden-fronted bowerbird and burlapsia six-wired bird of paradise, long to have believed to have disappeared. Forty species of mammals, mammals including uh, six species of tree kangaroos, hmm. the rare and almost unknown long-beaked Echidna, or spiny anteater. Okay. Wow. All kinds of plants, butterflies, frogs. Oh, don't forget Jacques Martin at three. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. You do not belong in here, you damn crackhead. Go smoke your crack, please. Yes, you've heard about the face of Jesus on a piece of toast. The face on a bagel. Even on a potato chip. Now you can eat like the King of Kings with the new God Pockets. Little round taste treats with a flaky crust and the face of God. Or maybe Willie Nelson. Oh, no. Just lay your hands on them and pop them in the toast oven. And in just minutes, they are hot as hell. Oh, Jesus, Yes, you can have them for breakfast. Yes, have them for communion or a heavenly midnight snack. Also available in kosher. When you smell the burning bush, you know they're ready. God pockets from the makers of Mohammed Bites. Right next to the pie, ah, mode in the freezer section. Say I mean. 146, 14 till 2. There's Ted Kennedy. Also, this funeral is going on forever. Turn to be a... Con- ba-da-beep, ba-da-boop, ba-da-bop. 
Well, he sure attended plenty of those, you know? Yeah, I know. In fact, right in the middle of this uh, eulogy, what he ought to do is just, uh, you know, uh, just throw the script away and start waiting and screaming about the Nazis have taken over the country and stolen two elections. How fast do you think he'd be off the air? Remember when they came in there and dragged Howard Beale off the set? Right. Now, let's see. How old? Uh, uh, 2035 is what? Um, how many years from now? About 30, man. 29 years from now. Now, I'm going to be uh, pushing up daisies. And, George, uh, you'll be around. Maybe. Possible. Josh will definitely be around unless he uh, keeps eating all that bad stuff. Well, I got some uh, unnerving news for you. A Russian astronomer has predicted that Earth will experience a mini ice age in the middle of the century caused by low solar activity. In fact, you hear a voice from the sun that's saying, I'm dying over here. Kabyubulo Azumatov of the Polkovo Astronaut, well, who is some Russian guy? In St. Petersburg, that's not Florida, that's uh, Russia, said yesterday that temperatures will begin falling six or seven years from now when global warming caused by increased solar activity in the 20th century reaches its peak. The coldest period will occur 15 to 20 years after a major solar output decline between 2035 and 2045. Oh, I see. Well, I'm not really sure if it means 15 to 20 years after that. Yeah, I guess. See, you might be safe. 2050, that's 44 years away. Josh, still probably be around. Me? Yeah, be an old man. Unless he winds up with a bad case of uh, some of that sexually transmitted. Dramatic changes in the Earth's surface temperatures are an ordinary phenomenon, not an anomaly, he said, and result from variations in the sun's energy output and ultraviolet radiation. The northern hemisphere's most recent cool-down period occurred between 1645 and 1705. The resulting period, known as the Little Ice Age, left canals in the Netherlands frozen solid and forced people in Greenland to abandon their houses to glaciers. I like that. So those canals in the Netherlands will be frozen solid brown. Hmm. Heck of a job, Brownie. So that means you're going to have to smoke all that much more dope just to stay warm over there. And them coffee houses. Bonfires of it. Well, they can roll them up in them Danish newspapers. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. Let's get some more movies for this. Although you know we're not. It's not going on until tonight. So tomorrow I have plenty of time to add more. Other than Godfather, a movie you could watch a zillion times. Got it. Got it. WQAM. Hello. Okay, well, they, they're thinking about it. WQAM, hello. And they're thinking about it. So it's my bad because I've been... Bop, bop, bop. But how come those lines are still ringing? You see what I'm saying? They're just playing with us. A little unusual. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. It would be a shame if we ran out of here at 2 o'clock and your very favorite wasn't on the list. Wouldn't that be bad? That would be a shame. Now, did Josh give us one or not? I can if you like. Well, go right in there. Now, don't, see, don't be vanilla like that, like that fact said. Don't be vanilla. Just jump right in there. Sin City. Sin City. Never seen it. You wouldn't like it. No, you wouldn't. I would like it? No, no you wouldn't. Not. Oh, I would not like it. Why is that? Too much violence? Well, I could name any one of the stars that are in it. And it oh, okay. And running. I'll take your word for it. Bruce Willis. Oh, hello. Hello. Yes. I wanted to talk to Neil Rogers. You're speaking to him. I just want to tell you how I enjoy your show. I've listened for many years. You start my day off with a laugh. I love your sense of humor. And when you're you're serious, you are right on the target. That's what I always tell them. Well, thank you. And I just wanted to tell you that because I've been trying to call you for a long, long time. And I'm glad I got you today. Better late than ever. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Now, see, there's a nice lady. How do you like that? We had a lady. She was so nice. That's great. She was nice. She was nice, She and she really meant it. I mean, you know, ordinarily I don't like that kissy-kissy stuff, but that was just sweet, you know. Not Guys don't want to do anyway. too much kissy-kissy because then they're like, uh, you know. Gay. That's right. 
You know what I'm saying. I do. Not good for their image. WQAM, hello. How about Get Shorty? How about it? Or did you watch it twice? I ain't never seen it the first time, so I don't know. Would you watch it twice? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Right. You know who that sounded like? That's WQAM, hello. Hey, may I be the uh, first to congratulate you for 30 years of being on the radio? Uh, that's 30, man. Thank you so much. That's quite a milestone. I mean, to do 30 years of anything, much less uh, radio. Yeah. Especially in this town, man, this heartless, hateful town. Well, my, uh, my, my addition to the movie thing is I don't know why. It's so damn stupid, but every time I'm channel surfing and it comes on, I just have to watch it. Is that uh, National Lampoon Vacation with Chevy Chase. Okay. Not that. Nothing. I, I, I would agree with you. I watched that several times uh, on TV. I would never go and buy it or anything, but, you know, when it comes on, I watch it. Exactly. Okay, thanks, Pally. Okay. Now, there's a whole series of those. What, what do we, National Lampoon Vacation, uh, what do we say? That's it, Vacation, that, the first. Okay. Because I know the one he's talking about. It is very funny. It's hysterical. In fact, that was when Chevy Chase was funny. Remember those right. days? That's oh, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. WQAM, Hello. QAM. Neil, how are you? Great. Good. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, for the movie, I don't know if you have it. Just for the little part in Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ross. Yeah. I don't know if you I can watch that maybe not every day, but I could sure watch it a lot. Neil, I have a, uh, one thing yesterday was the hearing. Did you see that the excuse they used so they can't, wouldn't swear in on Gonzalez was that he might lie so then they would have to prosecute him? <laughs> yeah, that's a good excuse. I think a lot of the mobsters are going to start taking the same uh, same uh, crap. It is incredible. Neil, I have a question. Uh, maybe you'd like to answer. Uh, there is uh, my brother just got a Corvette like you do, and I know yes. you love those cars. But what I don't understand is, other than the fact that you can afford them, why do you buy two? Always good to have a spare. Uh, <laughs> okay. There are, right, things, there are a lot of things in life like that. Always good to have a spare just in case the first one craps out. Oh, yeah, cut off. I see you. Know, I love thanks, you. Thanks, pal. Hey, okay. Thank you very much. I've been listening to you for eight years. You're just great. Yes, I am. Thanks, pal. Bye-bye. Okay, boy, there's sure a uh, kissy kissy today, which is great. We like that between now and the 1st of March. Then on the 2nd of March, you go, like that. Yeah, or you can do it anyway. Ted Kennedy says, together again. There you go. All right. Together again. Sounds like the Supremes, huh? Someday we'll be together again. The Supremes. Oh, speaking of the Supremes, how's that the Nazi Sam Alito doing? We got 1,261 votes on the poll today. We're going to be close to 1,300 today without even a whimper, without saying, like, aren't you shocked? Yeah. I bet you, I bet you downtown Alan Brown is foaming at the mouth. And you want to know why? Because the handwriting, even Daniel can read it. The handwriting is on the wall. Remember Daniel? And the lines then? The, don't you remember the handwriting on the wall? Yeah, that was the other And Jonah in the story. whale? Uh-huh. Jonah was in a, a hell of a whale. All these fairy tales, all these bubble mice, all this silliness. And in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and let there be blight, and let there be a dinosaurus. All this other crap. Boy, standing ovation for Ted Kennedy. There you go. You go, Ted. And so what if that bitch drowned? Who cares? Where did you learn your trade, you idiot? Whoever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living. You company man, you fairy. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. The longest rejoins in the history of broadcasting. Nice going, Clarence, you idiot. 
Can we apologize to Curtis if we go like five seconds over? Ten, fifteen. I was sleeping in the park, just trying to take a snooze. You fairy. I got pummeled in the dark. It left me black and blue. I'm hurt so bad. I'm coughing up blood. Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? I'm dying over here. I don't know why this happened. I took close to the head. They took off. They were laughing. They left me here for dead. I've got to ask, were they high on drugs? Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? I'm lying here, can't hardly move. They took those baseball bats and swung them like they root. Like to ask the parents why they raised their kids this way. Lots and lots of prison time. Will be the price they pay. Put them in jail with all those other thugs. Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? Rock solid. Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? <laughs> Why was I beaten yeah. by Bye, bye, bye! I hate uh, Kelleher. You're looking for glory holes, you, you moron. Fair.